Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week we have some special guests who are going to be asking questions about their podcast, as well as some of the recent news that we've gotten in Final Fantasy XIV, what they're looking forward to, what they're afraid of, and these are some people whose opinions you're going to want to hear. But can't do the show alone, I'm one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Pover. I'm of course joining me as he does every week and dances embarrassingly in the pre-show that you guys can't see is Sly aka Sly the Fox aka Sly aka Great Fox aka Sly Dancing Fox aka you my boy Blue, how you doing? But you show them every now and then. Every now and then because it's hilarious because you're dancing to a song you can't actually hear and, but you're, I'm on still, beat. and you're still but I'm, on beat. Yeah, that's all that matters. That's natural talent right there. I know. Those of you who have already read the title know who our other guests are. We have three members of the Limit Break Radio cast joining us for the first time since State of the Realm episode 15. We're on 93 right now. That's a long time ago. Joining us from LBR is Anero, Nika, and Kahlo. Thanks. How you doing? How you doing? Thank you very much. Yes, we rode the short bus here. We we uh, appreciate you uh, accommodating our parking needs. But yes, we are very special, and we appreciate you pointing that out. I'd like to say something to, to, to slide here real quick. Oh, um, yeah? Uh, what's up? What's up? Being on LBR with four other people who never appreciate you, let me tell you that I know a little thing about jealousy, and the only reason that Happy's making those comments about your dancing is because he has no rhythm. Thank you, thank you. It's understandable. Like, uh, I, I'm black. I naturally have rhythm. That's a great reason. So, um, yes. sorry that the show started a little bit late tonight, guys. We ran into a few technical problems. Uh, Nika! Uh, problems. So, yeah, this, this yeah. scene that we're actually on right now that has five people, this was the only scene I could do that has five people on such short notice. It's actually like our old branded, like, overlay. And it's because I found out about 30 minutes ago that Kala was going to be joining us my for fault. the show. I'm just the talent. Just the talent? <laughs> the talent oh, that doesn't respond that. till Tuesday in the morning? <laughs> well, because you don't know your schedule till early, like earlier today, right? I'd imagine. I, I knew I was going to be here Sunday. I told a Nero. No, you told me you told a Nero you don't know. <laughs> That's what you told me. This was... <laughs> Earlier, like weeks before, but on Sun on Sunday, he's like, "You're gonna be there. I don't want to have to be with Nika all by myself." And I'm like, "Yes, I will make sure I'm there." Well, at least whatever that means. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know exactly what that means, Nika. You don't think that we could we could roll and hold the show on our? I think we could. I think really we would have had this totally. Okay. People already say we fight like a married couple. We'd have the dynamic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. There, you see, you and Nika, happy and sly, it could have been like a couple's night. See, I'm, I, who are you, the waiter? <laughs> yeah, you're just the fifth wheel. What are you doing here? Yeah, what are you <laughs> doing here? I am the marriage counselor. You're like the guy who shows up to the movie really? and buys his own snacks. Like, it's just really awkward the entire time. Uh, but uh, I'm glad you guys, we could finally get you guys on the show. We've been talking about it since Fan Festival. 
since uh, a few of us got to hang out back there. So I'm glad we could finally get you guys on a show again. I didn't give you guys any show notes because I wanted the complete show to be a surprise that, and I'm too lazy to do show notes the week of Final Fantasy XV's launch. So, I mean, one of those reasons weighs more than the other. I got to pick one. I don't, I can't. <laughs> I can't really pick one right now. Um, but we, one thing we really want to ask you guys about is first about LBR before we talk about some of the recent expansion news. Sure. And then... I want to get your thoughts on some of the recent expansion news, things you're looking forward to, especially with the next fan festival, you know, just a few weeks away. So hopefully you guys Criminal. have some thoughts on these things. Because, and I'm sure you do, especially a Nero. No, I don't know. <laughs> we, do, we only do three hours every Sunday about it, so I'm pretty sure that I can. Yeah, uh, we, we have thoughts about things, yeah. And stuff yeah. and things and other stuff. A Nero's There's got stuff lots of around and I know a Nero has lots of thoughts. <laughs> I've picked a Nero's brain from time to time, and it's always... Uh, Experience is the word I'm looking for. Aha. Aha. There we go. Mm. So um, we're going to start the show. We haven't asked you guys about LBR as a show since episode 15 when we had you, uh, Nika, and Juxta on. That was that was the last. In fact, I used the same. This was the same overlay I used. I just changed. It Juxta's, was. I, I remember Juxta's, thinking I was in the middle last time. Too, yeah, and I just changed Juxta's <laughs> name to Callow. Like, why am I in the middle? So he's in the same spot Juxta was in last time. So how has the show gone? Like, how has the evolution of the show been? I want to hear each of your thoughts on the experience it's been in the last, what is it, 80, uh, 88 weeks or something like that? Since yeah, 80 some odd episodes too, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. now uh, you're doing it weekly. You weren't doing it weekly when we did the show last time. I think you were doing it every other week or every month at that point. Oh my gosh, that is so long ago. It's almost so long ago, I, I, don't, I almost don't remember it. Yeah, we've been doing weekly for over a year now. Right. Yeah. Uh, I had a thing pop up on my face that had to do with LBR, and it was like this time three years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's been a while. Like it's uh, it's been a trip. Um, I, I don't. I, I guess I'd like to to start with uh, Nika and and Kahlo just because I don't necessarily want to uh, set the tone. So why don't you? <laughs> When, when that's what? how you want to put it you don't want to set the tone no i don't want to set the tone i i i, I okay. mean right. everyone always expects expects it out of me and let's, uh, let's, let's, let's do your guys well, on it first don't hold back out of the way go ahead nika <laughs> I don't, i'm so confused <laughs> my opinion of how our show is going is well, that how, it's, how it's evolved how it's evolved how it's evolving since yeah. something like 80 episodes ago or 80 weeks ago. I think we have the same I think you have the same number of LBR episodes as we have nope, State of the we Realm. Actually, we just had episode 91. 91 oh, so yeah. I mean but we're right around the same amount of episodes. Yep. Like this is yes. 93, yeah. it's 91. So I but mean we're going to have to do like two episodes every few weeks to get ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah, two episodes in a week. Let's try that. <laughs> <laughs> That that hey, we did that last crazy. week. We did that last yeah, we week. did that last week because I was like, I'm not doing a show the day 15 launches. Are you fucking crazy? No. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That uh, is, you know that what? is fair. I'm not, I'm not going to hold that against you. 15 is mean, decent. I'm gonna to just... be fair, most games that are not Nintendo launch on Tuesdays, and that is the day that you broadcast. So. Yeah. You know, no, just, and, actually, tough life. And, and just ahead of time, happy April 4th. I'm not going to be here. Just letting you know right now. You should already know that. But April 4th? That's a long way away. Just... I'm right, gonna so guess I, persona. Persona is that persona? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. right. I can that's respect right. that decision. Um, all right. So, uh, since neither of these guys are stepping in to answer the goddamn question, uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess I guess you know I, how Nika is about being prompt. <laughs> what? I, I, yeah, you're lagging uh, yeah. again. How's that? How's that 
website bio. How's that? How's that Ethernet uh, cable? Yeah, that's what I thought. What? Anyway, uh, so doing the show in the last uh, let's let's call it a year has been really interesting. Um, mostly because in that time, you know, we've launched uh, the Patreon campaign. We've moved into uh, doing a weekly schedule. And so it's, uh, you know, it's definitely, first of all, it's been an adjustment. Um, and there's also been a lot of life changes that have happened in that time too. Uh, you know, right, uh, you know, right after we went weekly and moved about a year ago, uh, I had lost my job. And wound up with a ton of time on my hands. And so a lot of that time ended up getting uh, thrown into the channel, getting thrown into the show, um, and getting thrown into gaming, which was awesome. It was a great break for me because I've been working for a long time. I've been working since I was like 16 years old. And so, you know, I've always had to kind of carve my free time out of you know school and work and and other places so to be able to you know just devote a whole ton of time and attention to gaming and streaming was awesome and it sort of led us you know we we also led uh, or we also uh launched final encounter cast and so that's actually led us to a couple of really interesting opportunities uh one of which is uh going to be launching here so uh after the new year, um, there's going to be a press release that goes out and there's going to be a big announcement on our parts. And uh, in February, we're going to be debuting what, as, as what we understand, because research, we haven't found any others, the first syndicated radio shows dedicated solely and only to discussing video games and esports. That's a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity for me professionally. Um, and, and so, you know, we really do have Limit Break Radio to thank for that. Final Encountercast was done purely on the support that we got out of Patreon. And we weren't even ready for that. We, we were totally not ready to launch Final Encountercast. It was a thing that, you know, we had some ambition to do, but it was like a shoot the moon goal. It was not something that we had planned for, and we certainly hadn't planned for that quickly. We had nothing in place. We had no plan. We had no skeleton outline. We just had nothing. And so we were thrown immediately into it. And I think we did way better than we were expecting. And so we took some of that material, started shopping it around, and now we're at the point where we've been you know, honing in the exact craft of this new show, uh, we're in fact this week we're going to cut uh, a, another dry run, and it's super exciting. It's 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 uh, an opportunity, like I said, that exists not only you know in to to grow the business of Limit Break Radio, but it's also a pretty big and validating opportunity for me professionally and for someone who was a year ago fired, you know, from his job and and really kind of beaten up on himself. And, and wondering why I was in the position that I was in. It, 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 you know, in, the, in the last six months, there's been a remarkable uh, change of fortune. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's sort of what uh, doing Limit Break Radio in the last 80 or so episodes has uh, kind of meant to me. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what we have, you know, with Final Encounter Cast once we take out the dick jokes and juxta. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> two pretty big parts. Not directly related, big parts, but you know. Oh, especially if you knew what you were referring to right now. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. What I'm <laughs> that was where the joke was going, but I needed one of you to carry it because yeah, I, yeah, I, it, I got you. I got not you. Not like physically. You know what I mean. Anyway, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. I can, yeah. I can understand the whole losing your job because that's how my channel got started is I lost my job and I just started doing more for a channel yeah. that had like 30 subscribers on YouTube. And so I know what having that extra time is like. Yeah, you know? it's, it, it's, it's like at once terrifying, but it's also like liberating. Like I really loved working on the channel. I really loved being able to pour eight, nine hours at a time into streaming or you know, coming up with a crazy bit on the show or something like that. But, you know, and, and the, the other thing is, is I, and I've talked about this a little bit on Limit Break Radio, but I haven't gotten really deep into it, is in the last, you know, two, three months, my job, I, I had two jobs. I lost one of them. That was the majority of my income. The, the second job that I had was, uh, it, you know, it was like a seven hour a week gig. It, it wasn't netting me a whole lot. And what happened was that uh, that radio station, the second radio station, was a sports talk radio station. It ended up changing formats to throwback hip hop and R and B, which sports I wow. I don't have much to contribute outside of esports, and it took uh, two years for <clears throat> me to get anyone at that station to listen to the thing that I was making about esports. And finally, when I did, they were like, "This is awesome," and then it went away. So it was like, it was like, I lost one opportunity, but I got another and, and cause hip hop and R and B, I actually do have, I, I, I love, I grew up in, uh, on hip hop. Uh, I, I grew up listening to all this stuff. And so I actually found that I was like, I have something to contribute here. And so I went from getting maybe 15 hours a week if I was lucky to, I just filled out a time card with 78 hours in two weeks. Like it's gone from, um, from, barely even qualifying as a part-time job to damn near a full-time job in four weeks and having to adjust to that as and and all of the changes at the station not only that but the company that owned the radio station that i was working at got bought out by another radio company and so that 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 hasn't happened in 20 years at that radio station. it's it's crazy it's like a crazy amounts of movement and opportunity and it's cool to be a part of at, at, at you know um it's also kind of scary because i'm like dude i could not have a job tomorrow uh that's that's you know and and that's just the gig like that's just what happens in the radio industry and if that happened i'm right back to relying on podcasting and and relying on the growth that limit break radio has uh has seen and you know i think fortunately for us that, that, you know, our audience is really patient with us and that, you know, we've also been able to keep up on the content and we've been able to keep up on our end of the bargain as well. And we're there every single week on Sunday, no matter what. What about you, Nico? You've been, the other, you've been uh, quiet the whole time. I've given both of these gentlemen the opportunity to speak and you have not gotten a word. In I, mean, I didn't think Callis said that much, but... Um... I don't, I don't know. It's, it's definitely been different. I think I actually didn't start with the first episode of our rebooted show. I started again in what episode four or something. Um, and 
I don't even remember how that started. I think I, when I realized, oh, hey, we're all on the same server. You guys are starting LBR again. Oh, they didn't ask me. Oh, okay. They, they must not. I was say, do you actually remember who asked you? Because Juxta was blaming. I mean, <clears throat> Juxta said the other day that it was me. It was you. I don't really, damn it. <laughs> Did you lose a bet um, just now? It was. <laughs> no, no, it was that. I, I mean, I figured that I was like, okay, you guys are all in Michigan. I moved away. I'm the dumb one. So I don't get to be on the show anymore. That's cool. And I had mentioned that. And then Cal's like, no, no, you guys, you should totally come back. I was like, sweet. <gasps> Yay. Yeah, it was totally you. It was in the. Why other. are you so disappointed? <laughs> yeah, why does that matter? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you lose? Oh no, that's that what's going on here? that's not disappointment. That's just. What? There's a word for it somewhere in, in your vernacular. So. I mean, Use your I, words. Uh, you were saying, Nika. Use your big boy words. Are you disappointed that it's your fault that I'm here? Or are you disappointed that you lost to Juxta? Let's go with that second one. <laughs> if he has <laughs> okay, to pick sure. one, he'll just go with the second one. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Um, but I mean, when this first started, even I mean, back in the 11 days, especially when I met all these crazy weirdos, I didn't expect this to go anywhere. So when we started at Backup for 14, I was like, oh, this will be cool. This will, I mean, we're all in different places in our lives now, but it will be, you know, like the good old days. I kind of figured it would be just like our, our little gang and that was what it would be. Oh, she was so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot that's very, very different than the good old days. A lot. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, I feel like it, it has shaped a big part of my life. And I mean, and I think that I'm in a different part of my life, like not, not just career wise, but also family wise than anyone else on this team. So it's been an interesting balance for me trying to balance like my life with the show, because I'm obviously now very passionate about doing the show, but it's very difficult when I have a husband who's in dental school, who needs a lot of attention. Um, so and just seeing the, the growth of the show has really helped me kind of to solidify like the fact that I, I have so much passion for it. And then I still spend so much time doing the show and that, you know, that I'm not just kind of, you know, putting family priorities aside for the show because it's actually becoming something. It's meaning something, not just to us, but to the people who listen. And I mean, more people every day just recognize me in the duty finder. And I still think it's the weirdest thing ever. That went from uh, being a lot about real life to the duty finder really fast. It, it really did. I mean, it's, <laughs> but that also has to do with like, just kind of the, the solidification of the, the, the show itself. And as, as a part of my life and as a part of something that means something to people other than just us, which is what it mostly was. I mean, we had a lot of fans in the 11 days as well, but I think it meant a lot to us as the group who did it. Whereas, you know, it's gotten so big now and we do it so often and we have all these, the support on Patreon that it's gotten to a point now where it's very easy to see that it also means something to a lot of other people. Well, and a really big part of that is the fact that we're not just a podcast anymore. You know, we've moved so much of our interaction over to Twitch, you know, before it was uh, just, what we, we do it like once every, once, maybe twice a month, you know, back during the 11 show, we started out, you know, doing this weird sort of record three episodes a day, release them over the month thing. And now, you know, we're doing two shows a week. We stream, depending on the week, sometimes we're, you know, here every single night. I mean, I remember last year, uh, January through March, I was on streaming every single night and seeing all these different people popping up and like putting on Twitter, where are you guys now? Are you streaming? And then Skuro being an annoying ass being like, you're streaming. You're streaming. We have a command now that's for timeout Skuro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Good. Nice. Yay. Oh, Spreading. Uh, but yeah, I think probably uh, my, I, I, my thoughts are the same as what Nika's are. You know, I mean, Nero was in a very uh, unique position, especially with this being what he has always wanted to do. Um, 
but I never thought that I'd be able to play video games and have people want to watch me or want to give me money for it. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a dream come true. I think that's also been a, a pretty big adjustment has uh, the, the Twitch element. Uh, and I was about to ask that question. How, how is it, um, tr um, kind of going from, you know, just doing the podcast to doing, you know, gaming content on quick on Twitch, because like I only knew you for, um, when I started listening to LBR just for the podcast and then every so often I see Callow doing, you know, something on 14 or you or Callow doing uh, something on, um, wow. Um, how did that come about? Yeah. So it really did just start as like, let's use Twitch as an extension of the show. Like let's, mm -hmm. let's figure out basically like the way that I looked at Twitch was like, that's our radio station, right? Like that's, that's just our broadcast medium. And the fact that it's themed around video games just happens mm -hmm. to be like, that just happens to be in our favor. Um, before we, you know, in the 11 days, we did a, like play around with live streaming. Uh, mm -hmm. We used live stream, we used Justin TV, and we used Shoutcast a lot. Wow. Yeah, we used a lot of Shoutcast. Um, so it was not, it was like not something that we were uncomfortable stepping into, especially for the show. Uh, and it was <sighs> so perfect for the show that we were just like, let's figure out how to add more elements and more elements. And, um, you know, instead of just throwing up a black screen with a logo, let's figure out how to get, you know, the game, the game in there. And then once, you know, once we were, you know, we, because uh, a lot of this was like, uh, throw more RAM in it. Like, put another <laughs> processor. You know what I mean? Put a video card in. Just computers. throw more processing power at it. Work. <laughs> And, and, you know, and, and then finally it was good enough to get like a barely readable screen on OBS, but we got it, we mm -hmm. got it out to Twitch. And so it was just a, a, a gradual process of kind of fine tuning and improving from there. And then it was like a question of like, okay, now that we have the game on screen, what do we do with it? And, and, you know, how do we present the show? Cause like the thing is, is that even though we do have Twitch, we still fundamentally think of the show as a radio show. When we yeah. produce it, we produce it as if we're producing a radio show. That's why we don't put up cameras. That's why we have the in-game iCam going instead of, uh, you know, putting up the webcams. And a lot of people have asked about that. Like, why don't you guys use webcams on Limit Break Radio? It would be great to see you guys, especially with, like, all of the wide cam s setups and everything that you guys have. And the, the reason for that is, is that it's, it like, the product was always conceived as a podcast that exists within the game. Like the, the core of the idea behind the 11 version of Limit Break Radio was if there, is, if there was an item in Bonadil or Eorzea that was a radio and your character walked up to it and turned it on, what would that sound like? And that's where we started with Limit Break Radio. That was sort of like the kernel of... We broadcast from Norg. Yes, exactly. But that's why we have all of those little character elements in there. Like we only refer to our, uh, each other as our character names. And we have like silly bits that exist in the game world. And some people can't really like 
process or understand, like they can't really handle the transition between the two because we don't make it very, very clear that, hey, we're doing a bit right now or, hey, this is supposed to be in character. Um, but it was it was always like a core in, intent of the show. And so, you know, adding Twitch on top of that, I think has been has been a really unique experience because I think like we've started now to ask ourselves instead of what makes a good podcast or what makes a good radio show, what also makes for an engaging stream. And that's a whole different set of skills, even though, you know, you use, um, you know, a lot of personal skills and personality on the air and on a radio show. It's an entirely different set of skills. It's an entirely different set of muscles that you're using when you stream. And it's like, even though we do three hours on a Sunday, I think of Limit Break Radio as a sprint, whereas, you know, a, a stream is more like a drawn out marathon. Yeah. And, and be, because those lengths are so long and because, you know, I don't have these guys to bounce off of necessarily when I'm streaming, it makes it much harder to fill the time. And I have time, I have, I have moments where I'm like, dude, I'm just being so boring and non-entertaining. And I think that has, that definitely has a way of like sometimes preventing me from streaming when I otherwise would want to, where I'm like, ah, dude, I am not in an entertaining mood. I just spent nine and a half hours at work. I'm exhausted. I'm sweaty. I don't feel like showering. I don't feel like being presentable. I don't, I don't even feel like being around people and much less trying to be entertaining. And, and I think that that is something that I personally have been struggling with, uh, you know, a lot more, like maybe in the last couple of months specifically, but it's definitely been an adjustment overall. Yeah, no, you're definitely not alone there, uh, Aniro. Uh, that's definitely one of the big problems, especially first getting into streaming. Um, I went to uh, college for acting. So, you know, when it comes to Limit Break Radio and Final Encounter and all that, I'm here to perform. I like being in the spotlight. <laughs> Surprise. And even, even when we first started streaming, going from the podcast to, to having your face there, like people like looking at you and like, you know, wanting you to fill this time with something other than just the game. It was a huge, huge adjustment. And I, I remember the first game that I tried streaming by myself was uh, Mass Effect. And I thought I did a terrible job. It was so, so bad. And I'm not even sure where it changed for me at least um but yeah now i find it hard to stream with these guys so i usually make up excuses when they're like hey you want to stream I'm like, oh no no i left my brother in a ball pit is, 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 no no I, yeah you have to say you left your little brother in the ball pit little brother. i left my little brother in a ball hey, pit. what are you gonna leave your big brother at the ball pit why would <laughs> he's special like us i mean yeah uh, he has to wear the kickboxing helmet. But no, I, I think that the stream is, at least for me, being able to stream is a huge, huge part of it because uh, I don't actually think that I bring a whole lot to Limit Break Radio outside of, you know, showing up, right? So, I mean, I, I help with, like, outlines and stuff like that. But obviously, Aniro is our tech or our audio mancer. Um, Escalia does a lot of like the research and writing articles and stuff like that. And Cookie helps him with that. Juxta is like our accountant. He keeps track of all like the money and stuff. It sounds really scary, but he's surprisingly good at it. Um, and still not sure what Nika does. I don't know but, what I do either. But sometimes I feel like I'm not contributing as much as everybody else does. And uh, streaming uh, more as much as I can is kind of like how I 
add to it. A lot of people say that I'm the heart and soul of the LBR stream. That's true. By the way, I did not make that up. People do say that. Are you sure? Yes. I, am. I, I wanted them to comment on heard. it, not me. Yeah. That's their, that's their territory, not well, the mine. Well, the chat can say, yeah, I've said that before because people have said that before. I'm going to call Shane. Here's the first thing I read. Who is, who, oh, uh, never mind. That's who is Skuro, not who is Kala. <laughs> who is Skuro anyway? Who is Skuro? <laughs> yeah, That's my entire chat has been about banning Skuro. He, he's not associated with us. This is a remarkable. Oh, shit, he's game. not. I want I a list of names of people, of people who've actually said that. You're a good old buddy, Fusion. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, Fusion, uh, Fusion X. He was uh, from the FF11 days. He was, he was on LBR, wasn't he? <laughs> he has been mistaken for being on LBR before, and it is. Hilarious. I remember this. It is very funny. It's a good job. Now, I want to ask an interesting question. Uh, since yes. LBR started in the Final Fantasy XI days, um, yes. I'm sure you're well aware and have discussed it at some point that Final Fantasy XI is being remade on mobile devices. <laughs> Has there been a consideration of not making a full-fledged podcast, because obviously it's a mobile game and there's always reserved ex expectations when something's moved to a mobile device, um, of even just at, doing a show that involves it and discussing it at any, at any point, just, to, just as an homage to the old days, the Vanadil days? Um, I think, you know, even since we've been doing the 14 show, we've done a couple of, like, send-offs for... Uh, Nero, you've done more than a couple of send-offs. Let me tell well, you. Well, no, no, no. That, <laughs> don't 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 get it twisted because i i genuinely think that a lot of the mechanics that were set up in ff11 were solid mechanics so you know when i make an argument it's not just based off nostalgia it's, it's actually like based off of like this seemed to work because this what i'm going by is like how enthusiastic was i about the game you know what i mean like how much did i want to play and if i'm honest with myself how much do i want to play now and that's been a tough question because, like, you know, people don't respond well to that, especially if they're, you know, diehard fans of the game. They don't want to hear, look, I'm not having fun right now. But if I'm honest, like, that's, that's, what, I would, that's what I would say. Um, but, you know, in terms, of, in terms of the mobile game, like, going back, we'd probably, I think I'd consider doing an episode. I don't know that I would ever consider doing, like, a full-fledged show. It would you have know, to be a damn good mobile port for you. <laughs> I mean, you know, the good thing about doing Final Encountercast, though, is that if something big does happen in a game that we all are very passionate about, we can devote an episode of that. Exactly. Also. So we have multiple avenues to explore something like that. So. Yeah, yeah. And not just, not just that, too, but, uh, you know, like, there was, there was this interesting thing that had happened, uh, you know, when I was um, taking the demo around and, and shopping it. I had an interesting conversation with a guy who is basically like a podcast consultant. This was right around the time that Pokemon Go was released. And I was citing a lot of like, you know, big successful statistics, like big numbers of people playing it and how, you know, how basically how influential game playing is among our generation and how hugely untapped a economic force people our age are. Okay, so that those were the those were the arguments that I was trying to make, and basically all this guy came up to me, it came up with was like, "Yeah, you should make a Pokemon Go podcast," and I was like, "God, <laughs> dude, really? You get paid for this shit? Are you kidding me?" Oh, I heard that one. <laughs> I heard that one. 
So, you know, it's, it, I, yeah, I think damn good would have to be the best uh, description because I, I, in, in my mind, Pokemon Go is the best mobile game that's happened. And, there, you know, it, it gave us two or three episodes, but. My chat says five. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like it was five. I think it was. It, it, was, it was a lot. It was a Maybe it was three really long episodes that felt like five. Three really long episodes and then a few episodes where it was kind of the centerpiece uh, for Final Encounter. Uh, yeah, I think... It I definitely think it, would trickle in there. Here and there. Yeah, you know, a, a lot. person out of our host that I could see doing any kind of show about an 11 mobile game would maybe be Juxta. Uh, I don't see a Nero, no matter how good this mobile game is, playing it for more than you know a couple weeks or maybe a month. Uh, I checked out of 11... A long, long time ago, and uh, Nika about had a mental breakdown when we asked her to log back into FF11 after she <laughs> said her goodbyes to it. I so, did. I, I had a really emotional that. goodbye, like with the people on stream for like an hour, where I was reminiscing. I was going through my old screenshots in my folder, and I was like digging up all these old song parodies I wrote and singing them. It was like this big send off. And I'm then they like, thinking, we've got a show on I Sunday. Know, I don't know why I didn't a, think a, about An 11 throwback. I and it's not, not like we could have, it. yeah, it's not like we could have promoted it because that would have ruined the surprise. I know it like totally <laughs> left my mind. And then when they're like, no, you have to log in. I was like, no, this is emotionally heartbreaking all over again. I can't do this. Well, the frustrating uh, thing is that it was just emotionally heartbreaking. Like, it's not like, oh, my sub had lapsed and I've got to. No, I know, I know. But it was, it was like a big, like the whole send off. I was like bawling on stream already the night before. And so I, I woke up in the next morning feeling like very, I don't know. It was, I was very zoned out. And so I was kind of. I just didn't want to, I don't know. It was, it was really hard. Uh-huh. It was Hashtag. one of the hardest things I actually had to do. And then I had to go back and then Saren's like, just log out now. I was like, no, I have to go back to the same place because I chose the place where I logged out specifically on purpose. <laughs> I, can't, I can't just log out here. So. You see what we have to deal with every time. Every time. It's always something. It's all right. I got to deal with Sly every week. That's fine. I got to deal with your uh, ass. Listen, Sly. Hey. 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 I love you. I don't love you. Oh, that changed really. Yeah. Well, you know, bromance. I've been playing 15, so I want to give Sly a hug. Anyway. Aww. (laughs) It told me what brothers mean. Um, Another thing I want to touch on before we start asking about 14. One last thing. I don't know if you guys are aware, if we've talked about it on Final Countercast yet. There's another Final Fantasy MMO coming to mobile. Final Fantasy 15 is getting an MMO (laughs) on mobile devices. What? I did see a rumor of that, but I literally know next to nothing other than that it exists. It exi- That's all anyone knows. Okay. What? Yeah. Final yeah, Fantasy 15's a- world is getting a mobile MMO. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually more put off by it, not because it's going to exist, but the fact that, like, this is what made everyone mad about the delay, too, is that they made the big FF15 event. And they're like, this is what FF15 is going to be. Here's the release date. You know, then they delayed it. And people were more mad about the fact that they made a big deal out of it in the first place rather than the delay itself. And I kind of feel like they also made a big deal out of the fact that this is 15's expanded universe of things that exist. There's the movie, the anime, the demo, the, the mobile game, the blah, blah, blah. Here it is. Have fun. And now they're like, guess what? It's not done, guys. Yeah, here's 17 pieces of DLC. And And they announced it before the game was even out, so they didn't know if, like, sales would be good, if reviews would be good. Like, they didn't know any of that. They're just like, nope. How could they figure sales wouldn't be good? Seriously? 
so to, to be, be fair, fair like but the thing is is that the, this game is doing well from what i've seen whether or not people love it as their favorite game most people have a generally positive view of it whereas previous ffs like 13 and 12 had mixed had mixed reviews from i i don't know i don't know that they would even be mixed like 12 and 13 i would say out of the gate maybe less 12 but 13 for 13. sure had a huge negative sentiment right away huge oh, yeah. negative from the dedicated fan base but yeah. the reviews mm -hmm. and the sales for that game don't lie right and the thing oh. is is that 12 i know had people who just didn't like the big flip from the turn base to the mmo yeah field and blah, 12, blah, blah. 12 was pretty controversial 12 gets a lot of hate and the the, the storytelling is very different in 12 so there is definitely also like some mixed views going on there definitely from 13 so it surprises me that before the game's even out they have no idea if people are going to like the world nothing they're just like guess what guys we've got more there you go and the japanese do love lightning like she very quickly became an icon of the series overseas she's like a prada model or something over <laughs> yeah yeah louis vuitton <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> it's ridiculous she's a louis vuitton model. i mean which by the way i think that's what noctis wears because the soles of his boots are red <laughs> that's, that's a really that's, weird that's, you know that. that's Christian Louboutin hey, Viv hey maybe she can get a dress from Vivian Westwood while she's at it at this rate hashtag cup noodles there you go cup noodle 15 uh, mm. yeah, I, just wanted, I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on a 15 MMO in general I, I mean it depends too like, I will probably check it out <laughs> I want to hear after up. all of that after all of that she goes eh, I'll probably check it out <laughs> well, I'm still going to check it I'm still okay and that's how I feel about um, the FF11 stuff. And also, yeah, I want to see like where it goes, what's it going to be? Because you know, there are going to be two FF11 games, right? People keep getting them confused, and now I'm confused about them. But there's a, there's a morable port of the game, and then there's going to be another game that's in the same universe. Grandmaster's right? already out in Japan. I don't know if we're ever getting that in America. Oh, really? It's it's really good. It's one. It's my favorite Final <laughs> Fantasy mobile game by far. So it is already out of. Yeah, it's been out in Japan for a pretty long time, and it's oh. phenomenal. It's got NM camping. It's like, and it's got a story that follows through in a linear fashion. It's got job quests. It's got un job unlocks. It's got everything. Wow. Right. So and then it's all in the same realm, but it's not the same storyline, correct? Right. Uh, okay. the, some of the story elements are combined, like their Shadow Dragon fight is there and things like that. So, okay. uh, but yeah. it's it's very well done, and if you have the opportunity to get the APK in any way. I highly recommend checking it out. It's a good huh. homage. It's better than Final Fantasy XI itself in some way. At this point, I believe that. Sure. I mean, I would hope that they've learned after what? How long has this game been out? Well, been out a long time. That they would have learned something in 2002 taking, you know, stuff in Japan? Yeah, that's, that's a long 14 years? Yeah, high school. Goddamn. But then I'm hoping they also take what they know works in Eleven and what <clears> works in this mobile game and also that the mobile port they can update to kind of reflect all of that. Because if it's just an identical port, which is from what I've seen from the few screenshots we've gotten, it doesn't seem to be 100% identical. But if it is, I'm definitely not going to touch it's it. It's also an Unreal Engine 4. <laughs> I that, mean, yeah. Yeah, the fact that it could look better than the original FF11, I think is the thing that is the most surprising to me. I don't think that's very surprising. That game was grainy as hell, dude. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, you would think, though, like, but... Dude, a, a phone? A phone? Really? Has the, okay. I mean, yeah, I guess so, but still. Look, I don't know. But then I'm just trying to figure out how an FF15 can unfit in. I'm just yeah, old. I have no idea. I'm just old. That's all it oh, is. You're turning, you're turning 32, you said? No, well, I'll be turning 33. Oh, you're 32 summer. turning 33. There you That's go. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so I'm like, old. I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand how does a PlayStation 2 fit in the size of this? I'm so old. 
Old and hero, everyone. You know, Samsung limitations. <laughs> <Or it'll burst laughs> <up. laughs> I knew it was coming. I was like, let a Nero say it. He wants to say it. Just give it to him. All right. On that note, I think we can move the show over to being properly about Final Fantasy XIV. Now we've gotten a bit, yes. of, a bit of history because LBR's thoughts on Final Fantasy XIV are always entertaining. Definitely. That's uh, it's, been, it's been a year. Like, I remember when we had you on, this was before Heaven's War even came out and we were speculating about the jobs, hashtag Dick Ninja and everything <laughs> like that. Good old Juxta right. with his Dick Ninja. Yeah, I Dick Ninja. Um, what would you say about the state of the game then compared to now? Uh, I think Heaven's Word has done very little to support the long-term players of this game. Hmm. And that I, looking at some of the Stormblood statements, I am hoping that Yoshi P's focus in terms of a financial focus for this game is going to be in retaining subs as opposed to trying to make the game as attractive for new subscribers as possible. We don't have, with Heaven's Word, we had new hardware that the game was coming to. You had a whole new audience that you could try to cater to. And unless this game is going to make the, what I guess would not be a surprising announcement at this point, but if they were going to make the announcement that the game is coming to Xbox One, that would be the only way that they could continue to really try to focus on the beginning portions of this game and also make the justification properly for a jump potion. It's the only way. Yeah, you know, you really looking, looking that. back on it right I now, did. I feel like history is just repeating itself because we're kind of repeating the same sentiments that we had going into Heaven's Ward um, right now, just for different reasons. You know, we talked about how Heaven's Ward was, you know, the chance for, for Square Enix to, you know, fix some of the problems that there was in the game. And, you know, everyone had, like, this really positive outlook on it. And then as Heaven's Ward starts to drop, we realized we were just getting raids, big raid, little raid, big raid. And then we started getting less dungeons each update as well. And now as we're going into, into uh, Stormblood, we're like, all right, this is their chance. This is their chance now to redo everything at the beginning of, an, of the expansion. And we're all hopeful because they're doing stuff like, uh, you know, revamping some of the battle system a little bit. You know, we've, we've been hearing all this other, you know, cool things that are coming out. Everyone's like, all right, this is the chance now. They're going to do it. They're going to change it all up and fix everything. Whether or not that actually happens, I... I you know, this is also the same conversation I have with other people who play WoW before every WoW expansion. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's fair. That's fair. No, I, I mean, and I think that that's a very... It's a very typical conversation among any MMO player. You know, the way mm -hmm. that the game continues and the end of the community that feels like it's being supported the most, I think that that's really important. And Square Enix did something really important with FF11 from... Uh, from uh, the Zillard expansion to, uh, to, to COPs in that they focused on the end game. Like you had, you, you had the uh, missions that were thrown out there, the story missions that were thrown out there. It's like everyone can do these. They're hard as fuck, but every level can do these. There's something here from level 30 on up, right? And then most of the content was so focused on, on end game 
you had C and Limbus and all of the stuff that came out of that. I, I just, I feel like if Square Enix can refocus and say, look, this is the audience that we have to support and give things for them to do, we will see less of Lords of Verminion. We'd see less of these sort of like side events or these these little, you know, I, I think you would end up with better content than Diadem. You would end up with something that feels a little bit more satisfying at the end of the day because you're not constantly, you know, developing something and then having your, your focus reshifted like, yeah, but how does a new player, how does that benefit a new player? You know, like that's what I feel like every piece of content the the design you know like the the idea is there the concept is there and then it's like someone in a boardroom went yeah but what would a new player feel about that and it just like then they make a ton of concessions and it sort of ruins the thing um well, that I, was I, a I problem with eleven two though was that if you were a new player you were fucked. <laughs> that is true. No, 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 no. That which is, is which that is, is a really big thing that they focused on was making it. They've they've referenced eleven before, where they say eleven the biggest problem was you know oh it was great for long term players, but a new player would come in and everyone would be like, do you have this gear yet? No, get out. No one cares. No, and 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 you're absolutely right. And I think that if they were to reshift their focus, they they still have a very fine line to tread, but. My point, my point is, is that without new hardware, without a fresh incoming batch of players, there is no point to supporting the beginning levels of your game, especially if you're going to give, you're going to make concessions on things like XP or the, you know, the way that the progression system works, or even talks of a jump potion. Like the fact that that's even a, a, an idea or a suggestion that exists out there, that should not have been floated out before they confirm new hardware. Cause that's the only way to float that suggestion and not have your player base completely revolt. I mean, I don't know what Elder Scrolls Online is doing these days in terms of login numbers, but I'll tell you what, they're, they're far lower than Final Fantasy XIV on the now watching list on Twitch. You know, like, if, if you want to know how many people are plugged into that game, it, I mean, don't come to me for answers, but I, I just it doesn't seem like that many. And they had announced that huge fundamental shift of, we're going to make the game free to play. It... it it, it there is that it, like if you make a concession that you know is not going to sit well with your community, there has to be a justification for it at the same time. Nika, Kalo, I know. Like I feel like they both taken all the things that I was going to say. So I'm trying trying to find somewhere to say something that's not identical. But I mean, this this is practically it is the same conversation we were having before Heaven's Word about you know changing everything up. And then I think the biggest thing that everyone's worried about now is that since the things they've announced about Stormblood do seem different. And I mean, but then again, when Heaven's Word first dropped, I remember I think our first LBR after Heaven's Word, we're like, do we think that Heaven's Word is rejuvenating the game? And we're like, yeah, I mean, this feels really good. And then the first patch dropped and we're like, nope. 3.1 is Never mind. the worst yeah. patch of its entire livelihood. <laughs> it really and set the precedent for even the good patches after 3.1. 3.1 damaged those patches. You're right. You, no, you're How totally right. We had to wait for 3.1. And then 3.1 wasn't satisfying. Was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
And so, totally. and so now, I mean, it, it really feels like Yoshi understands that he hears us and it, it feels like we have this connection, like he knows what he's doing, we're excited for it. But I, I mean, like, like Anira was saying, if it doesn't start getting to a point where it's sustaining long-term players, like if it comes out with the, the same exact format, I don't know how long I can stay as invested in the game as I am right now. Like, like, actually think about how many MMOs you've ever played over the years, and how often do you get into an MMO when it's on its third or fourth expansion, given that you've never played it before? If you're going to play an MMO and stick with it, it's something that just came out. Maybe it's one expansion in. So if they were to keep on trying to bring in new players at this point, and like Anero said, they're not doing something like, you know, bringing Xbox One into the fold, then I have no idea what they're thinking. I mean, just how many people who played Eleven remember Treasures of Ottergon as their favorite, is their favorite expansion, and not because of what happened on launch, but because of every single thing that came after it, which was all yeah. end games. I mean, ZNM, Mine Harrier, Salvage, Assaults, all of that, one hundred percent of that. I mean, Assaults is a little more casual, but in general, it was all focused on what you do once you've got gear, once you're end game. Totally. And I think I think a big problem Square Enix has right now is working with the the vertical progression we've got going on and not entirely know how to work with the horizontal progression. And I know that's it makes it easier to spread content out when you can put gear in everything and it's all kind of equally valid. Um, so that may be something they're struggling with, which is what they were like shooting for with Diadem, but missed by a long shot. So I'm hoping that they're kind of able to find that that middle ground to actually branch it out. Because if we can get new content that gives me something like, oh, I can go out and do pop NMs with my group, or I can go do this instance thing, or I can go do this rather than just, nope, I have the one raid I do tonight, then good night. And if I have all these options, I mean, there's no reason, like I still, still complain that Free companies are cool. There are so many things a free company can be used for, but there is literally no point in a free company right now other than a house and like food buff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't- And you don't get, even like, need I, it for food buff anymore. You can get it from your, your uh, exactly. platoon. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I barely even know the people in my free company because there's never a reason for us to team up. You know, there's not a reason- Oh, gee, maybe you do think things. about joining your uh, Limit Break radio my free company then. is in that one. Uh-huh. But even still, I mean, I know, I know the core people in it. But there's, I mean, most people use link shells and they, you know, our link shell has like mm-hmm. 10 people, like the 10 people in your static. And then that's who you know. And, and I feel like that really needs, it doesn't necessarily need like ground kings, although he did mention that 72 hour, whatever. I don't even want to know. 72 hour respawn. No, no, mm-hmm. no, doesn't exist. <laughs> um, but the, the fact that like there is nothing that's going to bring more than eight people together to go do something. It feels like there's a real lack in the community, a real lack in the end game. And I just feel like we need... We need something like, I mean, I remember what my end game link show was like, okay, Mondays are dynamics, Tuesday is sky. This, 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 this. We had like a whole schedule where in this, it's literally like Tuesdays, you're in Alexander and you log off and like, there's no reason to log on again. And it just feels like that there's, it has so much potential, but there, there's this, it's just not, not there. Do you even have wanna... time to do that much stuff, Nika? What do you mean? Like in my life or like... I was going to say, I remember you using, but I have a life as an excuse. Oh my God, don't even start with that. Time we got all up in Reddit shit. Yeah, well, no, that was Blue Garter that I think that they ripped me apart for saying that. Um, <laughs> but that was more about our, our group schedule. And I think that's another part of it is that all of the endgame content relies so heavily on progression and mechanics and these eight people that if somebody's schedule doesn't work out, you're kind of fucked because nobody like you have to either teach a pug or find someone who already knows it. And then their strategy is all different and it's, it's just a hot mess. And so if there was content, at least that could be done by bigger people, that was difficult, but not like, 
I don't know, not like crystal tower. You can just blow through it. Something that you, you'd be able to do as a group. You can go, okay, let's do this instead. Or we'll just, you know, there's just other options. There just needs to be other options. You know, I, I keep hearing content, 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 but is the problem the content itself or the incentive to do the content? I was just about to say this slide because we've been, we've been harping on this for a while. And I definitely think the incentive is a huge part of it. And I think that Square Enix making the decision that our, our best in slot chart is going to change every six months is really a detriment to anyone who really feels like they want to meaningfully build their arsenal. That, that gear just gets completely wiped away, except for maybe one or two slots, every mm -hmm. two patches. And that's so frustrating. It's even and, worse for weapons. That happens like sometimes twice in a patch. Yeah. I mean, everyone loves Deep Dungeon, but there is mm -hmm. literally one functional reason to go in there and that's the weapon and right. to what was it, like three weeks after that came out then they then that's the point where you should be getting your seventh gear from alexander to mm -hmm. get your scripture weapon well then you just gear up multiple and classes and don't be a scrub and only play one class <laughs> but my problem right now is not even the incentive because i'm doing the raids i i have the incentive like i i love doing it i love whatever the gear outclassing doesn't bother me too much but the fact that like it's literally the only option for raiding like i log in on tuesdays or wednesdays whenever we do our raid we get through what we do and we log off i mean at least at least right now we're not at the point where we're farming it all in one night but during coil that would happen we'd log on tuesday we'd farm all four tiers and we would log off and that would be it and i mean at least in 11 i would be like okay we'll do tonight's content and then tomorrow we log in and do different content and i think just the fact that that in 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 2.0 we all kind of accepted that because they were they were trying to rebuild the game they were trying to find a solid foundation find what worked but then when they launched heaven's word and they stuck to the same like this is the raid this is the casual content this is the raid and there was no other options for the entire expansion it, i mean i'm kind of bored even though i love creator i'm loving it the mechanics like the actual fights itself are not boring the mm -hmm. the the idea so you know yeah the idea of what it is right now is boring and I, I, just, I just want something different. More. Well, then we could talk. Then let's talk about different because you brought up uh, Eureka the Forbidden Land. Now, Eureka the Forbidden mm -hmm. Land is something that's been teased since 2.4 in the final cutscene where Nero throws the thing into the crevice and it goes ding ding like there's energy down there. And they said they would incorporate it at some point. And it looks like this Eureka the Forbidden Land is one of their attempts at bringing something different because they said that Diadem and exploratory missions are completely different from the way that this other content is going to work. And then if they want to, maybe they're going to work the, the, the new relic type weapons into Eureka, as opposed to yeah. just doing old content over and over again. The question then becomes, am I just going to do Eureka content over and over again? Is it going to be any more satisfying? I played 11 and I did Dynamis every three days to finish people's relic weapons. So I can't really complain about that. Like I have no grounds to complain about doing the same content over and over again to complete a weapon, especially if it's going to evolve over time like we were anticipated. Does Eureka the Forbidden Land bring any sort of hope that this is actually going to be a meaningful piece of content for all players to get into as an alternative that isn't just raiding or something that you could schedule a night for to do weekly is there any hopes for that i don't want to get nika's thoughts on that because she made the very clear distinction between having different content to plan out with your free company on different nights i mean that's what i hope that's what i hoped when they announced diadem and then they're like oh we have the three levels the easy the harder the whatever and that you know they tried once again to to cater to 
everyone thinking, oh, if we just made this content where only endgame people can go in, then people are going to be mad because they can't do it. And I mean, they have to throw that mentality out if they're going to keep people playing. And if, if Eureka is another one of those like, oh, everybody can go, but there's like, you know, I, I mean, I just, it can't be that. It has to be an area where people who have reached max level and have at least decently caught up eye level gear can go to fight things or to do content. So you're saying there should be like a cutoff in terms of, you know, people, the, the haves and the have nots, the, the people who just got here and want to do everything and, you know, the people who've been here, you're saying that, that should, there should be a clear cut line and if you, if you can't do it, sorry, is that what you're I mean, saying? That like, sounds like savage rating. There's a clear cutoff. Sort of, yeah. I mean, I, I know people are going to be like, oh, she's such an elitist. But that's not exactly what I'm going for. It's just that mm -hmm. because, I mean, in, in, and it's weird to think about in 11 that people just kind of accepted that as the norm. Like they would put out, you know, right. whatever, I can't even think like salvage or whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, that's for the other people to do. Or then there would be like new, you know, the sea kings are like, oh, you know, that takes a long time to farm. It takes like 30 million people. And that's for mm -hmm. other people to do. And like people were content not doing certain content because there was so much other content for them to do. And mm -hmm. so the problem right now is that literally there's this content and that content. And so if you can't experience the content, there's no content for you to experience. And people are like, oh yes, you can. You can level other jobs or do gardening. And like, that's not content. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh my God. Ten minutes ago, what did you do? <laughs> Why don't you gear some other jobs? No, okay. I'm not saying and not. Don't be a scrub. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't say not to your other jobs as a way to keep you into the game, oh. Kel. I'm saying if you're mad about there being eight weapons, give them to another job and gear it up. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that if you're if you're running out of time in the game to play it, to playing it, that, yep. that gearing a job is the reason to stay. If, if all your if your only reason to keep playing is to level all the jobs and then you're going to quit, then just quit now. There's no point in it. There needs to be some content to level the jobs up to to, to do exactly. And so. I love how Kahlo just steps in to hand the spade that Nika dug the hole her, <laughs> herself. Oh, my God. Exactly uh, wrong, because that's not even what I said. But of okay. course not, Nika. Of course it's not, not what I said. I'm not saying level another job to keep <laughs> my interest in the game. I just love how I went from level I mean, another job. That is a reason to keep your interest in the game. Or gardening. That's it. That's oh, all we got. People say that. See, I didn't make that up. I didn't make that up, guys. That was like yeah. shit that people would say when we would say we're bored with the game and they're like, then level another job or go do gardening. And they're like, are you, like gardening gets you nothing. Cost yeah, but okay, but uh, look. Like, there are people who consider, who say, and I, I totally feel, hang on. I totally feel for the people that say <laughs> not everybody, that say not everybody gets the same thing out of MMOs. And I'm like, cool, that's fine. So those, so the people who don't like to do rating, great. But yet the people who say, oh, I just, I like logging in and doing glamour and putting furniture in my house that's what i enjoy out of an mmo and then they turn around on the back end and say but i can't do all the content like so okay, that, that's kind of nika i just nika i just need to make the point that gardening for you in this analogy is leveling dragoon or ninja or whatever in my analogy right so like you just transfer. I mean, like it just the, the the argument doesn't work when you're like, yeah, go level another job so the weapon's not useless. No, the problem is that the that the weapon is you know like, Kahlo had brought up a really cogent problem with this game in that yeah you you don't you end up dumping weapons at a ridiculous pace and it more and it's mm -hmm. actually more about 
what you want your weapon to look like long term like that seems to be what people focus on in terms of like getting glamour stuff out of glamour uh, is and yes. game and it makes I sense find. when you put it that way i understand what you're saying i kind of missed the point of right family. okay but, but but like but i mean i do agree that it should be like all those weapons should be more comparable but this game doesn't know what horizontal progression is well and 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 this is this is again this is a thing that i've been that i've been harping on on our show for a while is that the part of the problem with rating is that people end up checking out of it because the the most skilled players get what they want out of it and end up leaving a pool of semi-skilled or unskilled players to clean up the the rest to take the scraps in the rest of the time that they're fucking off playing wow or star whatever the fuck final they're fantasy playing fantasy 15 sure final fantasy 15 that, but but the point is is that the 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 players with the most talent <sighs> blow through the content very quickly. We all know this. Like, we all know how quickly progression raiders end up blowing through this stuff. Yeah, we see you. We think, yes, happy. We know, humble brag. But... Uh, it's not a humble brag. I'm just admitting... Wait, 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 wait. I'm admitting to being a problem. I'm admitting to being a problem. He didn't actually say anything. He just argument. made a fit. No, I know. No, I just... I saw him do that thing, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Anyway... <laughs> But but I didn't even blow through it know, this time. It took me like three weeks. But the th no, okay. But three weeks though, that is not a patch cycle. Three weeks. If someone is blowing through content in three weeks, that after they're to the other side, they literally have no reason to log in, right? Like, yeah, okay, you go through. Really, no reason. No reason whatsoever. I can log in. Oh my god. Gardening, yes. I mean, but like seriously, um, level my chocobo, like, which I can queue up with now, so or soon. How is your chocobo not already maxed? Because I don't want to feed that oh, fucker mine's onions. Not. Mine's yeah. on twelve. I don't oh, know. Yeah, mine's on twelve too. I don't want to feed that fucker onions. I mean, why would I use him anymore? I don't even. I have no so what? So he can cash choco medica for four hundred with my twenty-six thousand HP pool. Great. But if, but Anira, Anira, you're saying like once you get the clear, once you clear raid, there's yeah. no reason to raid whatsoever. There's no reason Unless, to read. Pass going like that. Hey. Addicted, like no. Well, hang on. okay. Like if you if you take away the camaraderie and mm -hmm. the desire to help your friends, like yeah, like and that's because that's variable, right? They, that varies between okay. person to person, right? So you okay. take that variable out of the equation. Once everyone has gone through and they've gotten exactly the gear pieces that they want to. Why mm -hmm. keep logging into Final Fantasy XIV? Well, do you want me to answer? Because I blow through it in like three weeks. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, what you, okay. What is your reason I mean, to keep playing? Because sure. I, I mean, if you if you want to answer it, but I mean, like, I'm I'm just trying to identify the problem, right? I mean, I'm actually yeah. curious what mm -hmm. his answer would be because I know in eleven, a lot of people would log in because there was a lot to build towards. You had a lot of long term goals, and in the end, if you didn't continue to log in, you'd never get. Let there. me tell you about Final Fantasy eleven and long term goals. Seven years and never seeing a black mage hat even drop is not even oh a long term God. goal. That's a oh, long term disappointment. Okay. Yeah. I mean that. Ugh, that That's sucks. Long... I mean, with fourteen, the goals last. You know. In, in, that patch cycle and then those goals are gone mm -hmm. and then you have you know and it's just it i yeah i am curious for someone who blows through it in three weeks gets what they want what keeps you logging in he's me logging in is nor is normally the, this is actually what kept me logging into 11 too i hated dynamo 
this. I hated doing it every three oh, days, but I knew, you. but I knew I needed oh. to, or I would, I couldn't complain about not getting something if I didn't try to get it. Right. right. So I did salvage all the time. Never once completed a piece from the day it launched from the what? day I quit. I never oh, completed a single piece. I, I, I almost never completed anything in Final Fantasy 11, just out of poor shit luck. I logged wow. in because it, it was, it was my primary. Cheers. You and me are the same in the same boat right there. Yeah. I logged in every day. Cause I loved the, I loved having something common ground with the people who I was logging in with. It was a social tool for me as I didn't learn many, very many social tools growing up because I didn't have a lot of real friends and the real friends I did have, guess what? We played Final Fantasy 11 together. So Final Fantasy 14 for me is a lot the same thing. You know, it draws on, uh, it's my social experience in a lot of ways. So I'll, I'll do content that isn't exactly super useful for me, but you know what? I am someone who will maybe log in on Paladin or I'll go on my Astrologian and I'll do some experts and I'll run all my roulettes and then I'll do the 24 man for the week. And then mm -hmm. I'll do, uh, I'll go clear a nine and 10, 11 and 12 and get a new, like a new Alexander 250 piece or 260 piece or whatever I'm looking for at the time. And I'll do it because there's a sense of community the whole time. That's mm -hmm. why I, why I'll keep logging in personally. Now, will I log in religiously? Absolutely not. If something else catches my interest, I I have no quarrels logging off. And my excuse for playing Final Fantasy XI back in the day was, well, I don't need to spend money on other games now, so just plug into this every day. And I miss so many game titles throughout the process. And that's the only big difference here with 14 is I won't catch myself exclusively playing the MMO. And I'm not afraid to say there's not a whole lot to do right now. So when something else comes up, I feel free to, lo to log out and play this other thing and not feel like I'm missing a whole lot. So when I complete it in three weeks, I don't go, there's nothing to do. I go, I've completed everything. There's still plenty right. I could do, but my mm -hmm. personal checklist. But I want to, I want to yeah. hang out with my friends. Right. Yeah. But, but, isn't I, that I, a bad business practice though to say, well, we, at least we know the people who are raiding are logging in because they have. No, fun. they shouldn't expect anybody to do that. They, exactly. they absolutely can't rely on that. But I know I'm only, I'm only, only I'm that. only answering the question on my own behalf. I'm not and saying I, that's I, something that you're yeah, And everybody's going to have their different reasons. Like for me, I I'm done. I'm well, I'm not done. I'm still not BIS, but still I have other shit to do. I, I, have gardening i'm leveling my fucking healers and i hate it but i have to um there's a lot of shit i haven't done like there's a lot of stuff i can learn um like other jobs etc cetera, etc cetera. i still haven't done my crafters that shit's never gonna happen i'm gonna tell you that right now sorry um but <laughs> yeah yeah as soon, i know i know as soon as I, like a year ago, I'm gonna level all my crafters. No, no. I called your just, shit a year ago. If you just yeah. do the grand company turn-ins every day, you'll get them there for nothing. That would be great. If about, I, that that'd be great. If I that'd even be cared amazing. To do that. <laughs> that'd be amazing. One, if I didn't spend half my fucking gill on on food and pots, even though I'm getting them now from my um, raid leader. But yeah, most of the time when I do have the money, I'll do GC turn-ins. But I'm broke. Is your raid leader so, now the the new I United Negro Dragoon Fund? <laughs> Yeah, he I, he just gave me like ninety nine supermax pots and some and like fifty priestly omelets. Like, dude, yeah, he is. Uh, but like, like, there's there's other stuff for me to do, and I, I can I can sit here and say, well, I'm bored. I I'm gonna go you know do all this, which probably would be boring to somebody else. But personally speaking, there's stuff for me to do. There's people for but, me to see. Okay, so why, okay, so, okay, but I think this is where incentive plays a big part again. Right. Because okay. I think that, that if, yes, you have all these other things that you could do, but you're uh -huh. not going to do them because there's no incentive. Or like once, like that's, I know that's Crafting. the reason why a lot of people don't craft or they don't level all their jobs <laughs> up because they're like, you know, the way that this gear system works is like you really mm -hmm. only use your main job, maybe your second job. So why level the other ones? There's no 
reason to ever use them. Whereas, you know, because I like people to laugh at me in 24 mans because I'm so shit at a job that I never. (laughs) And I mean, and like, you know, Happy's answer was that he logs in because of the people in the community and the social aspect, which is why I know. I mean, everyone I know who's like dragging about the game really says I log in for you guys. And, you know, that's that's the whole thing. But I feel like that it does really play a lot to incentive when in 11, the reason we logged in is because, oh, well, you know, I, I might get something and I can't complain if I if I don't try and like I, there's always that chance I could get something whereas in this it's like well I log in to help people and talk to my friends I think there's it goes through a lot to, to the development thought process when when our incentives are either building our character or saying mm-hmm. hi to friends like there's a big there's a right. big gap there and and, and 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 I definitely like connect with the notion or the sentiment that you know logging in it's to connect with your community you know it, it's same thing with streaming it, it, it's a connection with people and that is definitely super important, but it's also anecdotal and it's not something that you can rely on as a game company to yeah, build your I game. I completely agree. And so, Agreed. right, like identifying the problem, okay, people get their gear within three weeks and a patch does not, our next patch doesn't come out for three months. How do we keep people locked into doing this content for longer? You're taking and extending that content because well, the other option, hang on, because the other option, the other option is to develop more rewards, which means more tiers of gear. So mm-hmm. instead of having a binary system of tome gear and raid gear, you would have now multiple branches that you could go that would be either equally valid or you could make an argument for. Right now, it's pretty hard to do that. Weapons are there the only is, thing that have that, pretty much. Right, exactly. So identifying that problem, what's one way that you could possibly fix it? And the best way that I've come up with without, without adding a shitload of work to the development team and saying, you, you guys need to design a whole bunch of new gear and a whole bunch of new events that the gear needs to come out of, that if you <clears throat> one gear set that drops that is vast, that vastly outranks the current set, but it is where your eye level is ultimately going at the end of your 0.5 patch, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. if your eye level is going to end at 280 at the end of 3.5, that the the gear dropping out of the very first level of raid match that at the end game, but it drops at a very low percentage rate. So that way, the people who are the best and know the system the the most can grind the most and get the most opportunity to get that. But at the end of the day, it's all about R and Jesus, and and whether or not you have favor with our Lord and Savior R and Jesus. And I, to me, that would extend the amount. I mean, you just dangle that reward in front of somebody; they're going to take it. Now, the biggest pushback that I've gotten on this is that it would drastically end up impacting the world first scene, which I agree with. It totally would. It would throw that into chaos. It would give you, it would give certain teams with certain gear advantages. No doubt. No doubt in that uh, of that at all. But I think for the long-term health of the game in terms of desire to log in, to keep grinding towards something, that that would be a very important element to add to FF14 moving forward. Just a suggestion, but to me, that seems to be 
you know, when you think about it like a developer, that seems to be the best way to kind of go at that problem. And what I've identified on the show is you can't do that in the middle of an expansion cycle. You have to do that right at the beginning. And the fact that Square Enix didn't do anything like that right at the beginning of Heavensward made me very nervous. So we'll see if they make a decision like that in Stormblood. I don't necessarily know if I expect it, but I do think that even though it might be a little bit unfair for certain players, that it's necessary in the ecology of an MMO to be able to properly inject uh, uh, risk-reward into your game equation. I would love to see both yeah. of those things, though. Like, so then not only do you, does that keep people doing the same content for longer, but then it also gives you multiple options to do other content. And if those content also had a very small chance of dropping something different, you would be checked into all of the content for longer. And I think that it, sure. it expands the life cycle of everything. And it kind of eliminates the people who are bored with just the one raid every single time because you have multiple raids and also multiple opportunities to get what you're aiming for. And make, and make all of that gear sellable. Yeah, big, the whole binding thing is a big... Big, big element there. You make a market for it. And, and let some people make a killing off of that. that, that this, was, this is a core element of old school MMO environments where there were, there were some people who gamed the system big time. And, and they really benefited from things like this. But that's I not the worst thing. Yeah, that, but it's, I don't think that that's the worst thing. Like if that's... No, absolutely not. If that's the worst thing that you can present me with, with a, uh, to, to counter that idea, I just, I don't know that that's, that's ultimately bad. Right. It's different. Because the world first, what, what's the percentage of players that that would be? Tiny. Exactly. Less, less so, so you're saying I mean, we've, we've seen the numbers from just normal clears before we've got <laughs> right. that data. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous like less how low that is. People yeah. Yeah. Uh, expanding out of Nero's idea, though, I think that they need to change the way that that because because they've they've been talking now about what a third uh, rating difficulty in Stormblood as well, which to me just seems they didn't say that actually, and that's what I was hoping they were going to say. Well, no. So and, what they, what instead they... of adding just an all new rating difficulty, what they need to do is take another page from WoW's book, where in your current highest level of rating, instead of it just being like, all right, let's go up to the next one, there's some type of trigger within the fight that you have to be able to hit or do that then kicks the raid into the next gear because that to that's me a, that's Ulduar tech right there yes exactly cool. it's going to take a lot more skill and it's going to be a lot more interesting than just like all right guys let's just you know click the button to go up to the next raid tier um, well, just to be clear, the thing that they said at uh, Fan Festival was that they want to keep the current two difficulties, and then in the odd-numbered patches, do the high similar to what they do with Second Coil Savage, where they brought in the the, the dedicated hardcore tier the, in the odd-numbered patches, so that the hardcore raiders have something to race towards. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I, I remember thinking they were saying well, first we had one difficulty and then we had two, two difficulties. difficulties. They did do this. Say three, where the third one would be like the ultimate hardcore, but they didn't actually say that. They're like, eh. They they it? threw two or three like, ideas out there. Yeah, they said like, we could well, do this, that, do or like that. A what if scenario where we change the story and make it non-canon? Like, That's dumb. Like just no. They basically listed like a bunch of things that probably yeah. happened at the developers' table, and then didn't say what they were actually doing or what they had. They had. They said they didn't know. They, they yeah, were they, still yeah, they said they were like fielding ideas still. It wasn't yeah. Like so um, one thing that an era... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Um, before, before you move on, um, to the point of content longevity, I, I just have a just simple question. 
uh, kind of to compare a to what we've been dealing with with 15 and how people have been in two days. Um, like the con the way you consume the content mm -hmm. because you can't you can't like blame the world first people for clearing it in like no, I guess no. a week. And in you fact, I want to reward it. I want to reward okay. that. Yeah, like like if you put if you put a low drop rate piece of gear. Uh -huh. That you know, like you've only got a five percent chance of getting it out of the, who clears those raids the most, except the people who have that skill to keep grinding it. It's just the fact mm. is, is like once you get all of your party members all of the gear that they need, you go fuck off to another game. You and, know what, and, and what I'm saying is, like the people who who don't really rush through it. I mean, you're going to have the people who rush through the content and then say, I'm bored. I have no reason to log into the game for the next few months. Mm -hmm. That's on them. It, it, it's like, there's a portion of the, that blame that can be put on the developers in the cycle, but there's a portion of it that goes on us who consume the content in like, I don't know, like a day or two days or however long it takes them to get through raid and all the content that the patch house has to offer. Like, right. What can what can we do about like the people the different the difference between the people who consume it fast and the people who you know you know do everything at not saying at a snail's pace but you know at a just casual pace. Well, I, but I think I well I, I I think my 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 point was speaking more to the idea that when those people leave, they take their talent with them, and that the mm -hmm. groups that are left struggle more with those fights, and so you see a uh, you know a lot more mid-level raid groups right and so if you keep those if you kept those people and their talents sticking around and plugged in longer and they're helping to you know help teach and learn there's got to be something in it for them there's got to be other than just the altruism of teaching because that's not a good motivator because if it was more people would be sticking around in between patches. Oh, we've had that conversation about teaching oh, mentor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. And, and it's, and it's a look, it's a big undertaking that I understandably a lot of people do not want to, to, to take up. It's, it's a big mm. responsibility, especially if you fuck up and you got to admit that you're wrong. Like it's, it can be tough it could be a tough position for a lot of people to be in, and I understand why more. It's not even about the, being, the people being at, in, in that position. It's about actually putting them in that position and saying, yeah, giving, oh, yeah. well, one, giving them incentive to do it, two, getting people to actually fucking do it. Yeah, like, because oh, we have, and we have, have, we have yeah. in place now the mentor system in place now. We utilize it like we're supposed to. Fuck no. No. Oh, my, no. Oh, you know what? To be fair though, the Sarkatana's mentor chat is pretty helpful. Like it's the, <laughs> all, all, all of the, all the mentor chats have gotten better. I mean, because I heard right. that some servers were just like self-advertisement <laughs> spaces and stuff, but like Sarkatana's mentor chat, I've been in it since the beginning, and it's actually there are quite a few noobs that ask very noob questions, and people are very patient, and I think that it actually has done some harm at or has some done some good rather than harm at least. So like it wasn't like a negative thing to put in. But Sly, what what I'm I'm having a hard time not putting all the blame on the developers because I mean you you know that no matter what game, there's always going to be those people that finish it first, and there's always going to be those people that finish it last and everywhere in between. Right. And so, so you can't kind of just blame those people and say, oh, they finished it first, there's nothing for them. But I mean, they, the developers gave, I mean, they get the same reward as everybody else, they just get it faster. And I do right. feel like that it would be nice that there was just something else to keep 
everybody engaged longer. I know I'm comparing. I know I'm comparing two different kinds of experiences. One being MMO, one being single player. It's like saying in 15, you give us the tools to, you know, I don't know, like, like spam, like spam side quest, and then like level get all this XP just by casting spells and going to a fucking hotel and getting like a million XP in like I don't know 30 minutes. And that's their choice. It's it's a choice thing. Like you can choose to do that. That's fine. I myself, I'm smelling the roses. I uh, I've waited for the game for ten years, and I'm talking about fifteen. I've waited for the game for ten years. I'm not going to rush through it. That's my choice. See, I, I feel where you're coming from with that, but with an MMO, it breeds a very different mentality mm-hmm. because you always have that mentality of like, my mm-hmm. character is me and my progression, and I need to be the best. I need to get the next best thing. I need to keep my character moving forward. With a single player MMO, at least, especially one you've waited for a long time, you don't single have player any, MMOs, right? You don't, yeah. I mean, you don't have any, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You mean Final Fantasy XI now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have anyone to compare yourself to or anyone who's going to leave you behind. And I think that that becomes a But not everybody has that mindset. That's true. But then in in 14, it does seem to be very different because the people who aren't at that level complain that they should have an equal opportunity to be at that level. And then, I mean, we all know the the people who we want all the time. Well, but there's there's also this, like, there's a lot of people who are very aware that 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 um, that uh, incentive hasn't been put there. And so they sort of feel like, well, if the developer is lazy enough that they're not going to bother putting the reward there then you know what i you know why should i bother doing what they you know what i mean like there's there's a bit of a stubbornness there where you're like fine you don't give me a good reason then i'm gonna check out of it in four weeks with everyone else you know what i mean like it it's not just the world firsters that end up Mm -hmm. checking out after the first four weeks it is, you know, it's the higher end. It's, it, there's a lot of people who check out with them because that talent pool is gone. Those people are gone. Either their friends are gone or the people who are teaching them were gone. The, someone got fed up with their new status, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these things happen all the time. It was harder to see in 2.0 at the end of 2.0 going into 3.0. And I think it's easier <clears throat> to identify and more players have identified it where it's just like, I, I don't feel like there's a reason. Again, you know, we go back to the idea that best in slot is automatically being overwritten every two patches. So if you get someone who feels like, okay, well, this patch cycle, I'm not logging in as much, I'll just, I'll, I'll get it in two patches. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. is a very, that's a, that's a very unhealthy mindset for the long-term health of your MMO, right? Like as a, you got to think of it from a developer standpoint, because the developer loses money as soon as people check out and their bottom line is making sure that people stay subbed, not that they come back and sub for a little bit and then go away again. But Yoshi so, said he's okay with that. Well, but well, which is, okay which is like company a, he works yeah, from a fiscal standpoint is the dumbest thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it, it's really stupid. Random to say. I mean, I get what he's saying, but fiscally speaking, well, imagine if Coke was like, we're, we're happy if you buy a Coke occasionally, but it's okay if, it's okay if you buy Pepsi too sometimes. Pepsi, look, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We, we do this. Look, we do this on our show where we're like, look, if you don't like our show, you can, here's the door. You can go find another show because there are plenty of them. And the thing is, is that we do that because we've got nothing to lose. You right. know, like, 
the Patreon goes away tomorrow, the mics still stay around. The show still stays around. The talent still stays around. And mm. we can start building that back up again. We always have the tools to be able to build that back up again. Square Enix doesn't have that. They've got a lot more riding on that. And so saying, mm. hey, you can fuck off for two weeks while we get our shit together is not an acceptable answer from an MMO developer that has 500,000 people waiting on their next patch. And when you have a game where literally so many people are logging in because of their friends, there needs to be a reason that, oh, my static broke. They were like my best friends. I know nobody in this game right now. I need a reason to want to find a new static. And there are so many people that, that, that give up when their static breaks, not because the mechanics were hard, but because they don't want to go through the mental turmoil of getting a group again and finding schedules that work out and making new friends. And, and, and because the social aspect, I mean, it's great, the social aspect's fantastic, but when that is the sole mm. motivator for people to log in, you're going to lose tons of people about halfway through your patch cycle. Yeah. It's simple. So, you so coming back every single month, you need veteran awards for every single month. Something I can touch upon because they said they are scrapping the veteran system after the next Which rewards and coming up with stupid. a different and coming up with something a different system for rewarding long-term subscribers. Okay, fine, because that's the Good. only reason that I stay subbed when I'm not playing. <laughs> only reason. Now, but I, but I wonder all... what that could be because didn't they say that it was just like too hard to keep up with it or something like that? So how can they have a whole different system that's like cooler or better? Like I'm kind of nervous that it's just going to be like extra tones this week. I don't know. Now, so that all that being said, going back to the whole, you know, bringing in new players, can can you really blame them for doing all the stuff they've done to bring in new players? No, 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 not at all. Because, and I said that, like I said, when Heaven's Word was coming out, it was justifiable because they were launching to new hardware. They were mm -hmm. coming out for the PlayStation Four, right? They yeah. were out in the PlayStation yeah. Four February of two thousand fourteen. Yeah, it the was expansion launched in June of 2015. Yeah, okay. PS, but PS4, yeah, it did came out separately, and they did make it kind of a big deal. But they had run it. Like, they well, released it, Zalera. It was like the new <laughs> Direct X. I know there's like a whole bunch of new upgrades that they were also Sorry, launching, Zalera. and it was kind of their way to rebrand, also because there were still a lot of people who were hesitant after 2.0 launched because um, mm. it was still you know something in the making. Um, but I mean, and what Anira was saying, yeah, is that, that, that we don't blame them at all for, for wanting to bring in new players and there should always be something that draws new players, but yeah. it's not at mm -hmm. the cost of the people that already play your game. And, and, and I thought actually that this was one of the best suggestions and probably one of the best questions out at FanFest period. The guy who goes, hey, why don't we have an open world level sync system? Because having to unparty with my friends walking between fates is a pain in the dick. Like that kind of stuff does support new players coming in because you, you, know, you get to play with your friends. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and 1.0 had it, by the way. 1.0 yes. had an open world level sync and I used to party with people all the time who were ahead of me. And it, it, it's silly that 11 had it, 1.0 had it, and we, we don't have that now. And their, their answer to that is Deep Dungeon. And like, right. Deep Dungeon is fun. It's not exactly what we want to be able to play with our friends. It's different. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that 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 is, uh, uh, you know, that's something that they should focus on instead of, you know, because again, the jump potion feels lazy when you have so many other different systems that you could put into place that allow you to play with your friends in a satisfying way. And I do think that Deep Dungeon is a good suggestion. It's a good way to start. It's a great way and to it's start. It's fun too. It is. It's just, it needs, I don't know. It just seems like yeah. some things are so obvious in there. Not so, picking up the straws. So, 
one thing it seems like the common theme is is that they can't they they don't have the time or the resources to develop enough. And something in Nero seems to be driving home is expect them to make all this gear and put it to with this context, etc. One of the big things about Stormblood is that it has three times the budget that Heaven's Sword had. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the most encouraging things that I've heard. And I've heard a lot, by the way, I just got to say, I've heard a lot of encouraging things about Stormblood, whether it be from Square Enix, whether it be from people who are just, you know, the enthusiasm. Uh, enthusiasm the was there for Heaven's War 2, though. So let's let's. That's true. Well, that's true. That's but true. I, I have but to it, wonder, though, it, with that budget, if they're going to hire more development team staff. Yeah, because that, that seems to be the big issue is that they are a very very small dev team well 15 has wow, launched now billion. so we'll see so now yeah, that 15 yeah, has they, launched they should get some yeah, resources back to ff7 remake there's the ff7 remake and like all the other you know they're they're going to be moving i mean i'm sure ff16 is already in development who owns but like it's it, i don't know i lost my train of thought there but three years ago yeah, yeah, but I mean, so well, it's great that the budget is bigger, which means they can add more things to it. We can get more content, we can get more gear strains, we can get different varied things. But if they don't have the manpower to do it, it's still not going to come out at a pace that kees the players happy and keeps them playing the game. Final Fantasy VII Remake, by the way, they outsourced, don't forget. They gave it to uh, the, a large portion of the development team is from the same company that releases the Dot .hack games. Because they, they, oh, that's right! I forgot about that. We did talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah because, why do I not remember this? Because the, remember because the, the dot hack developers have experience with making one title that saves progression of characters, like levels and stuff, across multiple games. Fair enough. Yeah. So they have more experience with that kind of development, so they trust them more than themselves. because of like the episodic thing they're doing. Yeah, because because yeah. they want progress to carry from each title. So that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. So they're doing a lot of that. I mean, it's not only them. Square Enix does have resources on it, but they are playing a big part in the development of that game. So that's why they said Final Fantasy VII Remake is actually much farther along than people think it is. Mm. Um, I mean, the, episode, the is. first episode is supposed to be out sometime in the first half of next year. Supposedly. Well, the 20-year anniversary is January 31st, but that's it's not going to be out by then. We just know that that's yeah. the 20-year anniversary but, of Final Fantasy VII. That it's part of it, yeah. Yeah, there's some sort of event planned for Seven Remake on January 31st. They said they had something special planned for that. Um, but yeah, so this, the, the costs being three times. So what do we think we're doing with the development costs here? Because there's a lot of possibilities. We know the inventory expansion is coming. We yeah. know that they've been making more recent strides towards connecting the data centers more, the, the realms within the data centers more. Um, we know they're putting money into the phone app so that you can communicate with Link Shell and Free Company through your phone. And they said they want to expand that to checking the market boards if possible, checking your retainers or sending your retainers out to do missions and things like that. That would like be that. awesome. Something else to keep in mind, too, and this is always a, a quote that I go back to that, that keeps me hopeful for Stormblood, is at one point Yoshi had said that their plan for Heavensward was to try out as many different ideas as they could, you know, to see what people liked and, and, and what stuck and what people got excited about and going into Stormblood they're going to take the knowledge that they made from Heavensward and they're going to hone their uh, their strategy on what types of content they're going to make a lot more so what that hopefully says to me and with them having as much money as they do is that maybe we can start getting more content that a everyone enjoys everyone likes and B isn't abandoned after the first patch that it comes out with AKA, I'm looking at you, Diadem. Diadem wasn't even abandoned a patch later. It was abandoned a, a week later, practically. Yeah. yeah. Much. There was that core group of like, you know, like three hardcore groups that were kind of going in over and over, but like the general, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was rough. Um, 
curious how Exploratory Mission 2.0 ends up acting. It seems it's much more focused around groups completing objectives versus go and kill dinosaurs for the next 90 minutes. See you later, bitches. Uh, You'll probably still be killing dinosaurs. I'm, I'm imagining that they're probably going to be taking the same assets and just sort of like reorganizing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I honestly see Eureka being some type of diadem like 2.0, basically. Yeah, it's weird. They said that it doesn't play anything like diadem, which is what I was like, really? Because it sounds a lot like diadem. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know I mean, that I I'm believe I'm hoping you. it's not like an instance area. I'm hoping it's more like a zone where shit happens and you can do stuff. Right, rather yeah. Rather than it being like an instance that lasts for an hour and you get kicked out. It's, it's very different. The way that they talk about Eureka, for me, harkens back to the way that Abyssia works. Because there were so many different things you could do in Abyssia. And the way that uh, someone pointed out in the chat that they want to move all of the stuff that has to do with the relic weapon to Eureka. Which I hate to dash your hopes, Nika, but as long as the relic weapon is supposed to be this thing that everybody can do, whether they're casual or hardcore and they can take their time on, means that Eureka is probably not going to be open to just the uh, elitist, or in your case, the wannabe elitists. I also think that there should be different... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I also think there should be different levels of, of a progressive weapon, though. Like, what's wrong with having a relic like we have now? And I, I don't want to say a relic like we had in 11, but one that takes maybe, like, a really, really long time to get it, and if you get it, it put it is the eye level of the end of your expansion, and so that way there's something that's that's very, very difficult that not everybody's going to have, and that way it puts that 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 want and that lust into it. There's nothing wrong with the relics we have now; they should exist. Get something strong for the people that play more casually, but there, I still think that there should also be more for the people who are. But wouldn't that nix the purpose of the end of the expansion? Like just any. As long as you cap it there and you make it like, I mean, we know even in 11 when someone had the relic and they joined your party, I mean, you were fucking excited. They were killing. Unless it was, was a red mage with Excalibur. Then you're like, fuck I, I, this guy. I, what I an mean, asshole. Yeah. But I mean, you know that, that, that the, the, whatever you were doing was going to be easier because you had mm -hmm. a relic. And the only time I've ever experienced that was at the very beginning of 2.0 when the relic re relaunch just happened and people needed help with Titan hard mode. And every time someone came in your party that already had the relic, everyone cheered. It was like the most amazing thing. But that has not happened again since then. And well, so I feel like that there's nothing like it should be that, hey, there's such a rare chance. There's like this 1% chance that somebody is going to have this weapon. But when you get with that person, it's fucking awesome. It makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, and, there, there, there sh it should, it's something that like you don't gear your endgame raids towards people having that. And I think that's what people... Mm -hmm are saying they're like, oh, but if we have hardcore stuff like that, it's going to be like, oh, if you don't have it, get out. No, because the thing's going to be is less than 1% of players are going to have it. So you can't make that stipulation of have and it or get that's out. That's the struggle, though. Would you? Mm -hmm. and, and my chat also said this earlier. Would you rather have 500,000 upset people who play the game casually, or would you rather have 250 hardcore people going like, we need more shit. Come on, what's going on, guys? AKA yeah. that 0.2% of our servers. The 0.2% that's actually cleared the raid. It's a good yeah, point. Exactly. Also, think though, how long are those 250,000 hardcore players going to keep waiting around for shit before they just give up? Right. That's what they have to think about here. And it's not just that. Like, like even, even the players who don't play as hardcore, they end up benefiting from this in the long run because the talent ends up getting spread around more evenly. When you have an, an equal distribution of veteran players with uh, and at high skill and medium players in a, in like a middle range, you end up with it moving everyone towards being better 
because people are learning from each other. They're staying engaged with the community and they're staying engaged with each other. Part of the problem that FF14 has is that there's literally almost no reason to talk to or communicate with anyone for like 90% of the content. So, you know, like if you're, if you're working on trying to develop those things all in tandem, I think that this all kind of works towards that goal, which is a, sort of a really uh, important aspect of this. So let's say they did that. Uh, they, they took my suggestion and they put, you know, the, the, the highest tier gear at a low drop rate. Like they came up with an entirely different set from, you know, of 270, 280 gear. I don't know what the, the cap would be. Um, of Let's just say 280. Uh, of, of 280 gear that would be coming out of like the 5% drops, right? But if you tune that gear to be statistically not as good as still the best in slot in that 0.5, in that very last patch before you end the expansion, then, you know, like people are still going to, your, your, your end game Raiders are still going to be going for the best in slot gear, Right, mm -hmm. like if you've got if you've got a piece of gear that has Perry on it, right? <laughs> but but it's 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 thirty eye levels higher, right? Like that the even just the base strength, you know, the strength vit calculations in there will make that piece better than any you know any crit soaked materia piece that you have 30 eye levels below it, right? Like no one is going to end up using a, 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 a 230 piece versus a 280, right? Like no one, mm -hmm. no one is going to do that. And even if you, even if you do things like, let's say those pieces weren't materia meldable, but the stuff that comes out at 4.5 or whatever, you know, whatever theoretical expansion we're talking about can be. You make little changes like that to say, to, to, to make the, the gear that is coming at a low drop rate, not quite as good as where you will end up getting it, but better than anything else that's in the game. I think that's a, that's a fair way to balance that equation. I don't think there's any fair way to balance any equation in MMO. We're fucked no matter which way we go. Pretty fucked. I mean, that's everybody's gonna always be unhappy, and that's what I always say. I mean, like, you're not gonna make everybody happy, especially because the yeah. chat's bringing up. Obviously, there's gonna be that one person that's super lucky, gets all the rare shit, and then logs yes. out. Okay, yes. but there'll be less people Good doing that than there are now. And if I mean, and the thing is, if you're that one lucky son of a bitch, then by all means. But honestly, if I had all that shit, I would log in just to prance around, and I would I would honestly go in and help people in Duty Finder just to show off. That's another right? big critical so thing. So, like, right I would still be playing, but there are those people who log out and fine, but that's going to be such a small amount of players compared to the people who play for a month and then log out now. So I think that in the end, it would do more, har more good than harm. I keep mixing this up for some reason. It would do more good than harm in the, in the end. I was going to say, if you say it the other way, then your whole yeah, no, yeah, argument no. kind of goes up in <laughs> that's flames. That's the second time I've made that flub. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So with Stormblood, we have Eureka. We have the triple development costs. We have the three difficult, the potential change to raid difficulties. Oh, God. We also have combat changes. This is a big thing. <laughs> now, let's be clear, because I've had a lot of people say, that, are they going to make it like Blade and Soul? Like, that's not what it means to, <laughs> to, to revamp. The, yeah, just they're not the, changing the entire That's That's thing. literally a Realm Reborn Reborn. But that's what people want. Yeah. That's what people are asking for. 
don't know and why. I hate, I, I, I hate it when people ask for that. Like, like, and I talked about this, and Happy knows how I feel about people who talk about change. Like, you ask for the change. You like people asking for change, like major changes from early Heaven's Ward to Stormblood, and then once we get those changes to Stormblood, no, you don't like change. No, we, we want no. no. We want something different, but make it the same. But yeah. there's nothing inherently bad with our combat system. It's just there's there's a lot. I mean, ability bloat is ability the bloat is the big thing that, that they speak about revamp. Now so they've readdressed it since then, and the statement regarding that is that they want the difficulty to not get harder. They don't want to bring it back to 2.0. They don't want it to get harder. They want to be able to add new abilities and keep the difficulties of the job the same. While still, while doing the whole checking out old abilities, reassessing old abilities, determining if they want to keep it, remove it, on top of making the cross-class system a little bit clearer, where it's not a cross-class system anymore, it's a role-based system where if you're a tank, every tank has provoke in their role-based queue. You don't need to level gladiator to mm -hmm. get provoke. It's not a gladiator skill. It's a tank skill because every tank needs it, so it's dumb that not every tank is built in with that capability. So they want to address things like that. Does this sound like something that actually addresses any? Because people have problem, problems playing the jobs as they are now. And when you add new abilities, you can keep the difficulty the same, but it's not the same because it's still something that's different than what it plays now. So people still need to take the time to relearn it. Does this actually address anything, in your opinion? This whole pruning of abilities thing. The biggest thing that it addresses is the ability blow, which right now, uh, yeah, but does it? Is a problem. Does it exactly? Yeah, but does it? It prevents well, it from we getting have, we worse. We have to see what they decide to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's something that as as your game progresses, as you add more abilities, it's 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 a cost of living. You're gonna have to do that as you go on. When I left World of Warcraft, one of the main reasons was. The amount of ability bloat in that was so far beyond what we have in 14 right now that it's not even a problem in 14 as far as I'm concerned. Going back to Legion and seeing how much they've changed it to the point where I actually have like free spots on my action bar, but the game is still isn't as fun. The rotations are still as intuitive and complex, but with so many few abilities that, yes, it can help it. It's not going to be like, a, oh, here, we're going to do it this one time, and now we never have to worry about it again but it is something that can help. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think this is going to be like a one and done. Like, obviously, probably like two more expansions this from now. This is an ongoing thing. This yeah, has to be done every mm -hmm. expansion. So either every expansion or at least every other expansion that once you get to a point where like, okay, we have to reassess this again and, you know, we're going to do another rehashing. Um, so I think that, yes, like Callow was saying, it definitely can help. Um, but, you know, you, you said that people have trouble playing the jobs now. I mean, I think that's, that, that's good that there is that level. Like, the people that do, you know, the hardcore learning of the jobs and the rotations and they never make a mistake and they have the highest DPS. And then you have the ones who are mid-core and the people who kind of suck at their job but love it anyway. And there's always going to be that. So I think as long as the difficulty stays like that, that there are always going to be people that, like, if they make it so easy that there's barely any abilities and all of a sudden everybody's on the same level, like, even once, obviously, everybody has to relearn it. But if there's a point where, like, Everybody learns it, and even the hardcore players and the, the lowest tier players are at the same level of, of skill level by playing the jobs because there's so few abilities, and obviously that's going to be negative to what, what we want them to do. But if they can keep it at a level where, where the, 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 they don't get rid of too many abilities and they're still the same, there's still kind of a rotation aspect. There's still like you have to do this while doing the mechanics, and it's not going to change too much that you still have to have skill to be able to get the highest DPS, that I think it'll be fine. I'm more excited for parry changes, do, honestly. Do you <laughs> <laughs> or removal. They said they might just 
or move yeah. it, which I don't yeah. think they need to do because my biggest the reason why I don't even want more types of gears because what the hell is the stats going to be on it anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't even care about having more gear options if it's just going to be crit debt, crit debt, parry crit, crit debt. But if they, they, but the, what they need to do is make it all valid. Like it shouldn't be a point where like you can only get the top DPS if you are a crit debt, and if you don't have crit debt, you can't meet the DPS check. So don't join my group if you don't have crit debt. Like it should be like you can make an argument for why you would have skill speed and parry on your. You game. know why like, I bring I bring skill speed because I want my ninja to have extra motivation to goad me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Are you a healer? Because we only goad healers. <laughs> Good, dude. They got to get Good. more TP so I can sprint longer. Good. That's true. Yeah, like they. Sprint does help. Yeah, they only get sixty TP a tick. That's not enough. They gotta, you gotta make sure they get ninety a tick. But that goes. That fucking happened. <laughs> Listen, I am a ninja. It, it's happened. it happens. Okay? It's happened once. I give it. I gave it to the black mage once, and I was like, I better see you sprint in like five more seconds. <laughs> I think they just really need to to reevaluate the way that the different stat bonuses scale up because i think that i mean right now everyone's like oh crit skills the best this patch so now we're gonna all stack crit and like in a different patch it was strength all you know it was always like this one thing that was better than the other and i think if mm-hmm. they readjust the way that they scale to a fact that's like oh having more crit and less debt here is good but having more debt and less crit here works better that it, it, that it evens out that it won't be so bad and we can have more horizontal yeah but isn't there always i mean no that's, matter what the mmo yeah. there's there's like always one stat that is best among all jobs i mean in 11 it was haste you know what i mean like there's gonna be something just in terms of waiting there i don't think that there's any way to wait all four properties equally or so that they have equal value that's it's that's a very very difficult balancing act in terms of like game design i just want a set bonus that doesn't jobs the same but you can get it so that different jobs maybe you know uh you know stuff is better for different jobs like it is really weird right now that crit and debt for literally everything is the best um everything (laughs) that doesn't get much better when if parry and accuracy get removed let me tell you that right there I mean, even when healers stack crit because, you know, Adlo gives better stone skin when you crit it. Like, everyone wants crit, and it's just really silly. But. For me, I just want to I – I, I want a set bonus. I don't even want set bonuses that do anything good. Like, I want a set bonus that makes my black mage fire once, makes them blue. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I mean, that would be cool, too. <laughs> no, I, I, I legitimately think that, like, reskinning abilities – Yeah, like, it, it, it give people weird incentives to do things that make the job feel more – important Fun. to them unique yeah I mean, unique even the, or like important or just like would stand yeah, out but, i mean you'd be in a raid yeah. with someone and you'd cast this blue fire and be like what the fuck how did he have blue fire and it would become this whole not even gearless but it would become a kind of you know lust of something that you'd want to get so then even if it's not the best in slot it is now something you want because totally. only those people have it so, yeah yeah <sighs> Imagine being able to shade walker two targets at once that'd be so great <laughs> so what it could be both healers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Dick Ninja. That's Juxta's yep. thing, though. Not even cat. Now they're both Dick no, Ninjas. Both now now you're both Dick Ninjas, exactly. Yeah, you're both Dick Ninjas. Gosh. Yeah. That's at least you can compare Dick Ninjas at some point. You can't compare with my 9.5 inches. <laughs> and quiet. <laughs> I'm talking about my hive crisses. That's how long yeah, they are. That's, like I'm, I'm absolutely yeah, sure. sure they're, they're just saying, sure. just saying, just saying to measure mine, you got to have eight rulers. <laughs> so you're a warrior because it's your axe. Mm-hmm. There you go. See, I figured it out. Knight. He's a dark knight. 
Yeah, it's a dark night. And the dark, the great swords are pretty long. Yeah, they are. I got something that's pretty long too. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, spear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't 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 do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, Cal is talking about his erotic fan fiction with Callie. There you go. That is not <laughs> going on. <laughs> <laughs> that is not going on. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. Um, what else do we, well, I mean, I guess the next biggest thing is the jobs that are coming out. Um, currently, I, let's fuck it. Red Mage is confirmed. I'm not, I'm not beating around the fucking bush with this anymore. People who say it's not are stupid. Like, come on. <laughs> you know how many people I had tell me that Scarlet Witch was for, like, something like... Time Mage! I mean, she does have, like, some kind of manipulation magic, but, like, obviously, she, he's not going to be that cryptic. Like, he wore a Dark Knight shirt for a Dark Knight. He wore mm. Batman the Dark Knight, right? I mean, it's, it's so obvious that, like, a Scarlet Even, Witch... What's another no, word for Scarlet? 007 was kind of cryptic. 007 was pretty cryptic, to be fair. But the, what yeah. we ended up figuring out was 007 was gadgets. And even though Machinist, like, he barely... Q Branch! Who would have figured out Q Branch from 007? Seriously. But, but I don't think Scarlet... I mean, Scarlet Witch literally translates into a red magic person. So, like, yeah, how, 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 else can you, how else can you understand that? So, like... Like, oh, well, we'll see. No, I mean, no. some people are even trying to argue that because they think there's a dancer in the trailer that yes. Scarlet, the Scarlet Witch somehow confirmed so dancer too. Yes, yes, what? I know. Hashtag two mocks. <laughs> Hashtag two mocks. Um, how do we feel? I, I, think, I think people are really reaching for the dancer thing, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I, I understand. Now, these are my kind of people. <laughs> I understand why they're reaching, but I mean, they, the, the, the chick definitely fights with ribbons on her arms. Like, she definitely is also using an, a form of Kung Fu and she is a monk and she's acting like a monk and she's doing monk things. Like, have you ever seen Fist of Wind? It's so dancey. Like, you are doing dance moves all over have the place. Have you seen Dragon Kick? Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> monk's moves are so flowy and graceful and, and dancing and it's all about the mm. inner chakra and the peace of mind. I mean, it's all about being calm and pretty and flowy. Like, that's what monk is about. But the thing is, that she definitely was not using her fist. She was using weapons that came out of her sleeves. And so it is, I mean, I'm thinking maybe that we'll see different variations of the weapon system in general. Maybe. I still That's, think Yoshi P is. comes out. I, I still think Yoshi P comes out in Japan uh, in a Bella Dunstan outfit. And, yeah. like, he's confirming <laughs> that dancer. Dancer is going to be. As long as he in, doesn't in try to do the slit down the middle, then I'm down. No, no, no. It's just it's just going to be like it's just going to be the Jasmine. It's just going to be like the you know, LeBron, <laughs> the, the Jasmine. The That's what I'm calling the it. The Jasmine. There you go. I mean, I think Dancer could have a place in this game, but I just think that the fact that they're saying that that trailer confirms it is really raging. Yeah. Okay, so what so about Red the... Uh... Oh, go ahead. I was, we still got to talk about Red Mage. The thoughts are because we're talking with people who played Eleven, and my number, okay. my number one thing is no one's going to be happy with how Red Mage releases except for the people that have no expectations of what it's going to be right now. That's that's ever that's literally that's every single job. No, though. Red Mage takes it to a whole it other does. level. Red Mage is for some reason because Red Mage in eleven just ended okay. up being a refresh bitch, and I don't know why people like still loved it <laughs> no, so much. It's, it's because what's it, what's Red his Mage. name? What's the guy's name? Begins with an A. Avesta. It's because of Avesta. Yes. You have him yeah. to thank. I mean, yes. I mean, Red Mage could do a lot. They could solo. They could heal. They could. I mean, they could do a lot. But I feel like mm. in general. The, the level of hype that Red Mage gets, I feel like in any Final Fantasy game, Red Mage has never been the 
best class. But I think the thing that the Red Mage theme is jack of all trades, Good. master of none. Mm -hmm. And that is not something that classically works in Final You can't be a healer it's DPS tank in, in Final Fantasy And in an MMO. Or, yeah, in an MMO. I, I in 11 you can because they don't give a shit. I mean, they, but the thing is, is that in, in terms of content, though, in 11, Red Mage was 99% of the time pushed into the healer or support role. Like, you couldn't DPS in... in or, or, I mean, sometimes you could tank. There were a few situations, but not every situation, where you could tank. But Red <clears> Mage <throat> rarely DPS in the endgame situation. And there, this, that was the niche that it filled the best. Like, with haste and refresh and cure for, like, that was the niche. And I think with an, M, with an MMO like this, with the, the three-tiered system, it's just it's not going to fit pretty into any of them. I just, I, I just have to say that I think that the expectations surrounding blue mage would even would be an even bigger letdown from for those people who have their context <laughs> yeah, their context set by by ff11 yeah no because blue mage was unique that you would go and learn from the monsters but, but think of the way this game works you would what go do a quest where you would yeah and yoshi p an flat out said Yoshi P flat out said he would love to do Blue Mage, but there's no way to do respect to the job because he's like, all the abilities yeah. in our games are AoEs and status effects don't work on bosses. And yep. I don't want to make you go do a job quest. And the job quest is when you learn the ability. He like legit said all yes. the problems everybody said. It doesn't, there's yeah. nothing that makes sense here. Red Mage, the problem is everyone seems to have a different idea of what is right with mm. the job. Some people want it to be the melee, you know, using end spells for, for DPS. I, 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 that's, what, that's where I'm falling. That's where I fall too. Some people want it to be the heat, want it to just be a dedicated healer who's, you know, global cooldown is shorter, but it's heals are weaker kind of deal. So it pumps out spells faster. But the, I don't know that that's, that's not necessarily unique to like Red Mage. I think that, that, that those are people wanting Red Mage to be in the healer role and then looking at what healers we have and finding a role for them to fit in. It, I, I, it's like, like they're doing mental gymnastics to be able to fit them in. Okay, fine. It had quick cast, but that's it. That's the only connection there that you're really drawing on, and it's not much. But yeah, like with in, in the, in the, the uh, dynamic of the three healers that we have right now, where do you insert a fourth? Exactly. That's why I don't think we're getting a healer in the expansion. In I don't think we are either. I feel like if they didn't, if they didn't do the same trio though, and drop one of each job, I feel like that's. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of backlash if they don't give one of each. Oh, yeah, it'll, I agree. It'll be unbalanced, and they might get a backlash. But I, I think that that might be the yeah, but better that's decision why, for the game. But that's why I think that dancer could work in a situation because dancer could be a completely different type of healer. It could be a frontline type of healer. It could a healer that works off a of TP like it was, which would be an interesting concept. And I think that that's, I would I mean, be much more I mean, interested. I mean, when they throw out, oh, Dark Knight is a tank that works on magic, you know, right. this could be a healer works on TP. I think it, it could work. It could fill that fourth yeah, it's that we don't really have yet, you know. I get, um, you know, I guess you got a point there that it's like that same subversion of expectation that we got with Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah that was a great point, Sly. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then that's why i also feel like red mage would fit into the melee elemental like an elemental magic melee because in in every final fantasy regardless of what you end up using red mage for it always had that staple of like a, a fencing sword with magic spells on it and like that's kind of the staple when you see red mage you think of the beret with the feather and you think of the fencing sword and i think if there's a way that they can utilize that and make that what we've always kind of seen Red Mage as, even if it was never quite used that way. That's kind of still the, the vision of Red Mage we get. I think that it could easily fall into a melee DPS that uses magic, and we can have a melee healer that uses TP, and then, I mean, Samurai could be, I don't know, a tank. 
but it better be oh, samurai. Please, no, samurai. No, it better be samurai. Okay, that was, yeah, and that's, that was the next point. That was my next point. <laughs> I just assumed that it was going to be samurai, so I just yeah. Um, what's what's so Red Mage is going to get confirmed with the Japanese one. We already know how the formula yeah. works. Their fan fests are as predictable as their patches. They reveal the they yes. reveal the job via a shirt in the first one, and it's funny because we've only had one cycle of these, and we've already completely predicted it correctly. Um. <laughs> They do the shirt that teases it. It's a very obvious tease. I wish they, he would have teased it a different way than the shirt. Like, there's so many other ways they could have teased Red Mage. But everyone was expecting it, so they're like, well, just everyone will be really... But, but the weak. thing is, is, because we were expecting it, I feel like that the reveal of it was less cool. Like, I remember when we, he had... I mean, our fan fest was the first one ever. We had no expectations. And I remember just Nero's face when he walked out in that Dark Knight shirt. And I mean, everyone... He didn't walk walked, out in it. I mean, no, he took... You know, I know. So they were like, we're not going to tell you any jobs now, but it's then, really hot in here. He did the exact same and thing. And everyone yeah. lost sure. their shit because we weren't expecting it. And I it feel like took a second. It, like expecting. There was like a delay. Like, there was like, like a delay. wearing a Batman shirt? Yeah, there was like a oh. two second. It like took people and it was like, oh, 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 oh. oh. And, and I, I, let me tell you, my, my big regret from the, F, from the 2014 FF14 Fan Fest is that I didn't completely lose my shit at that announcement like i'm talking like running down the aisles ripping my shirt off going yeah dark knight <laughs> i i i should have made a spectacle of myself i missed out on that opportunity but and I, I feel bad about that but i mean to be fair dog. though it was because of the how unexpected it was and how in the moment i think all of us were like i like when yeah. i was recalling that moment i still remember your face <laughs> like seeing that like i mean it was obviously like holy shit this is what i all i ever want in my life yeah. and because we were all expecting it this time i feel like even though people really want red mage and we were all waiting for it we were expecting it and i feel like there should have been i don't know just a different way to tease it it was just i don't know kind of boring i agree i agree <laughs> well with that getting confirmed where they're gonna give us the at least the beginning details of red mage in three weeks it's we know it's gonna happen so we have that to anticipate we expect they will tease another job for European Fan Fest. We, whether it's the shirt again, like the 007, we don't know. What are we expecting? Because Samurai's up oh, in the Samurai. air. So here are a few things that are, here's a few things that are up in the shirt. air. Here's a, not even a shirt, just full samurai armor. No, no, no. Just come out. Just come out with a with a, a, a what's his name, a Tom Cruise shirt, and then let everyone figure out the rest. There you go. I got that one. Yeah, last samurai. Yeah, <laughs> because it looked like a Nero was having trouble figuring it out. He was like, "No, no, no, no!" no. Nero knew what you meant. Okay. He just to, no to be to no to be fair to be fair. It's it's just it's interesting that you say that because we had someone tell us that the day before Fan Fest, when Yoshi P was walking around, that he was wearing a last samurai T-shirt. <laughs> That was the rumor that I swear to God. Yeah, that, don't have photo proof, I don't think. But no, I don't. Because no, like, we asked for photo proof and everyone was drunk. Like we were all drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, yeah, that sounds like credible information. Take it, yeah. with, take it with a grain and of see, salt. Not, and, but but, see, but that would be, if that is true and that's really what he was doing, I think that is is what I'm looking for. Like something that like, it's so casual. Yoshi's just walking around talking to people and that's just what he happens to be wearing that day is much more unexpected and fun and then just oh man it's hot in here every single time i walk on stage like it, that becomes very plausible. predictable yes so and, and, and so if, if that really was his tease for samurai i think that that's very clever and props to him so the um 
So there are a few jobs that are up in the air that people are expecting. Samurai is at the top of the list because it was originally planned to be released as the tank of 3.0. And they decided that with Ninja having just been released, they didn't want to do two Eastern themed jobs so close together. So they did Dark Knight instead. What mm -hmm. that means is that it never got past the table. They didn't start designing it and then scrap it, go to Dark Knight. In discussion, Samurai was among the things that was considered, meaning Dark Knight probably inherited everything that was, that was planned for Samurai. Except the magic aspect is very different, though. Magic like Dark aspect Knight, is yeah. The reason I don't like playing Dark Knight is because there's actually so much micromanagement of MP, and like I, I get lost in the DPS, and I, I forget about my MP. So, I, I mean, I'm willing to bet that they at least had a concept for Samurai. They probably had a few ability ideas, and I think that, that there's, there's groundwork there more so than we might think is just, oh, maybe we could pick Samurai, but let's pick Dark Knight instead. I think that there's at least some kind of framework to build off of if they decided to make Samurai the tank now, and it would be the easiest choice to make as the tank now because of that. Right. So what are our expectations, Samurai? All, all three of us? I want to start with Kahlo because he's been pretty quiet for like the past few minutes. He's over there. No, there no Samurai. Not one samurai. main reason that I don't want Samurai... Because he wants to laugh at me. And that's because, yes, I love seeing the pain in Nika's eyes. And if, like, it's one thing to just tease her about, oh, they're never going to add Samurai. And, and, you know, they obviously didn't they they chose Dark Knight over Samurai, so 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 that was good. That was really entertaining to to, to 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 for her to know that that happened. So if they were then to be like, nah, no Samurai this time either, like that would be. And so, over here, like I love seeing a new and so they announced Dark Knight, and he's over here like I would love to see Nika cry when they don't announce. Okay, but to be fair, we are totally different. Love triangle. And and I survive optimism. No, no, no. Let's no, no. If if you remember history correctly, Kahlo and Juxta very much wanted the announcement for Heaven's Word to be Samurai, so that I would be crushed. No, we wanted it to be Judge. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, you wanted it to be Judge, regardless. Retarded. Can't argue, I mean, but, man. but to be fair, this new guy who kind of is wearing judgy looking things has a big freaking ass sword that does not look and, and you gotta remember this is the twelfth legion. Is judge, mm. I will lose my shit. This is the twelfth legion. No, it looks more like a samurai. It is sword. also the twelfth legion, and... Final Fantasy twelve. That's an yeah. important distinction to make there. Um, but there are other jobs that some people remind have. me. What was what was the the significance of the twelfth legion and FF twelve? Well, the, so the uh, distinction. So the 12th Legion doesn't have a distinction in Final Fantasy XII. It's each, okay. of the, each of the legions in Final Fantasy XIV is representative of a storyline that falls in line with... For example, Nail Van, Nail Van Darnus was the 7th Legion. He brought down Meteor. Um, oh, Gai oh, Gaius... Why did I never realize... What the fuck? How have I wow. not... Wow. Blown you, just, all of us here. you may have blown all three of our collective minds right now, because <laughs> no, I, I don't think I've ever I, heard this. Gaius Van Belsar is the 14th Legion. He's original to the game. Uh, Regula is the 6th Legion. He's obsessed with the Warring Triad, etc., etc. Oh my god! How did I never... I feel fuck. I feel so... I, have <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we just blew their minds out. I think I'm we surprised did just you with how... how yeah. Yeah, with Ethis, this is also not something we have brought this, up in conversation. Was this in the lore book? Did I just not read this yet? No, this this is all just. This isn't in lore, lore book. This is Nail just... Van Darnus even has a scene of him, the Sephiroth scene from Nippleheim, where he walks through the fire. He even has the same scene. Where... I, 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 dude, I, I see it. Like a hundred. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not questioning. <laughs> like I totally it see it all. now. <laughs> totally. Yeah, you just put you just put puzzle pieces together for me. Holy shit. 
And wow. we also know that the leader of the Legion of the Twelfth is the son of the current emperor. And in Final Fantasy XII, the son kills the father and takes the emperor over and takes over the empire. So there are a lot of story pieces you can begin to draw. There's a lot of implications lore-wise that you can yeah. kind of parallel. Yeah. Dude, I yeah. Seriously, I don't know how I never picked up on that. that That's crazy. That is such a nice like Easter egg too, and yeah. throwback to all of the other Final Fantasies. Like people, like that is like the perfect way to do it. I'm like, but what you're saying is, is Lord that, that we I just spoiled the ending for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't so far fetched. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm that's saying. Why I said, yeah. That's what I brought the 12th Legion. That's why he brought it up. Yeah, because we've had this discussion quite a few times about the legions and how they play into Final Fantasy 14's overarching story and what their roles are. So you can always kind of get an idea of where the legions are going strictly based on the legion that is being referred to. Uh, pretty much. Um, Interesting. So, there are other jobs that have come up. Samurai is, of course, the most popular one. Whether you want it to be tank or DPS, and, that's up to And everyone. now Judge. Judge. <laughs> that's a new one for him that he can have. Yeah. Well, he can have a forum over on, over on the official ones for himself that only he posts yeah. for that one. Um, we also have Beastmaster, heavily requested. Um, that is up there on no. the list. Because we haven't had another, you could argue, machine is a pet job. It's not. We haven't had another dedicated pet job since Summoner and Scholar were introduced back in 2.0. So that's, uh, we haven't had another caster and another pet job. Those are the two things that really haven't made their appearances yet. Um, there's also, of course, Blue Mage. There's Chemist, which has been brought up a few times. And, of course, Dancer. These seem to be the Chemist. ones. Chemist. Chemist is so far of a fucking Chemist, stretch. Chemist, for me, is the biggest stretch other than Judge, yeah. which yeah. is, like, not happening. So. Yeah, I even include Blue Mage. Oh. oh, and Blue don't forget Mage, Gun <laughs> Blue Mage isn't that much of a stretch. It is just based on the way they've spoken about it, though. Yeah, based on like spec speculation that we've gotten, like I think Blue Mage and Chemist are the far the farthest stretches that we can ever have in terms of the jobs. Hell, uh, I would I I put Judge closer. Just saying. Really, I mean, but to be, I mean, (laughs) they could easily name a job Blue Mage. It just wouldn't be the Blue Mage we know and love. And I mean, to be fair, when they did that, like ninth room like anniversary teaser they did you know there was that one person was like what what comes after what comes after red or blue blue, yeah and so Mm -hmm. i think that is enough of a tease to say samurai or dark knight i feel like it's kind of the same type of tease so i don't want to say that 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 judge is a better (laughs) chance than blue mage however i do think blue mage is low on the totem pole yeah Low on the totem pole. So you're. So are you banking on samurai? Is is that where you're? You're. I am banking on samurai and red mage dancer. I think I'm actually like fifty fifty on dancer. Geomancer, is- yeah. I forgot geomancer is oh, okay. yeah, yeah. for me. What about Geomancer Morpher? could work. Shut up. You know, rune fencer isn't happening. But I feel like if red mage becomes a melee DPS, rune fencer might play too similarly in for 14's playstyle. So I'm not, I'm not sure, like, but I'm trying to also look at like what the new ones they were that they added to 11 and how they could play like, like, like Geomancer and what were the other ones they just added in? Rune, Rune, uh, Rune, Rune Fencer was one of them. No, it's not Rune Fencer. It's Rune something else. I don't know. I don't even know. And then like, we, I mean, that's why we were all speculating Corsair originally. Um, but there are some other jobs in 11. I know there were more that, that, that did, 
didn't quite puppet make master. it. Puppet Master. You know what's you want to know something funny about Puppet Master? Somebody asked Yoshi P about Puppet Master in an interview, and he was like, Yeah, we haven't even considered that. <laughs> <laughs> but Puppet but, Master I mean, continues where, to get no love. I, I where Puppet Master fell short is their original goal, though, was to have the puppet be like 95% of the damage and the Listen, person. My Puppet Master was a fucking boss, all right? You know what <laughs> we would do? When you when you would do Kieran the slow way, you just leave your puppet on Kieran the whole time, and you're like, I'm gonna beat all of you in DPS because he's there and I'm here and just whatever the fuck's going and on I, I think the reason that you can argue that machinist is a pet job is because of the way that pets work in 14 like technically summoner's not a pet job either <laughs> it just sits oh, was there it rune fencer okay it was rune fencer in adulin i thought it was rune knight or something i don't know no yeah. it was rune fencer it was rune fencer but, yeah. but i feel like that the way that 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 extra like that that scholar fairies and summons and the turret works in this game is that it's just supplemental <laughs> and that it benefits the main person for whatever they're doing whether it's in healing or dps or whatever it is and i feel like that's the reason that something like puppet master or Beastmaster would be very difficult because those two jobs really focus on the pet as the sole source of damage. And I feel like in 14, That's that would be really fly. hard. We're dodging mechanics. We're doing all these other Let's things. Let's be like, honest. If Summoner was the same pet. way in 11 and look at Summoner now, like that's I mean, a and, quick Unless you game. literally like morphed into like that an puppet. Animorph situation where you morphed <sighs> into the beast and kind of became the beast and controlled it, which in that case isn't Beastmaster. So I, I'm not entirely sure that a true pet job can ever exist in this game. Whereas in 11, you could just stand back and say, attack. This one, not so much. What is it like, Ash Ketchum? Go, Pikachu! <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's what Summoner was in 11. Like, I, I mean, I, I was brought to Summoner to a lot of, you know, like, like Tiamat, you just sit there once and go, Black Mage became use, Once Black Mage got phased out and Otter gone, I was like, fuck it, fine. Take me to, take me to fucking uh, whatever the tunnel is. Just get me to 75. Fuck you. I don't, I don't know. Um, burns. I, uh... Oh, shit. I had something I was going to say. Shit. I just lost it. You lost it? It was about jobs. It was, it, it was right there. I, was, I just had my... Oh, no. What I was going to say was uh, Picture Man uh, in, the, in your chat room asked a very good question because this does have some uh, relevance and some history within the Final Fantasy franchise. But what about a mimic class? This is something that just right. brings up all the time as kind of a joke. But I think Reasonably. that that's, it's, it's a fascinating concept, and it's one that, again, like I said, has been around forever in Final Fantasy. Is that something that we could ever nope. see in 14? Mm -mm. It would require way too much development, because if you were mimicking either, even if it was you're mimicking your party members or you're mimicking the enemy, you had to be able to adapt to any situation, and I just don't feel like they would have the development budget or manpower or the will to do that. I completely agree. That's, that's on my never-happening list. Mm. Not even not happening in Stormblood, the never happening list. The only way they do that is if they ever hit the point like 11 where like, fuck it, just, I don't care. Just, I don't, it's not balanced. So just, the game's dying whatever. anyway, just throw in whatever. Just yeah. fuck it, do it. I don't, I don't care. How hard does it hit? In one shot, fuck it, just, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Which it hit pretty early on, to be fair. <laughs> just like, how do we make shit harder? Make it kill them in one, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Fair enough. I like it. Um. <laughs> Okay, so Samurai Ray. Are, who's subscribing to three jobs versus two jobs? Three. I'm saying say, two. If they I'm have, saying three. Oh, I'm, so, I'm still going to go with three. If they have triple the budget, why would they cut down the number of jobs at the reading? Because they want to actually give us content. <laughs> more content versus more jobs. Because essentially... But if you have triple the budget, you should be able to accommodate all of that. 
more special. But do you need to accommodate all of that? This is a game with the Holy Trinity. And I feel like when you have something like that and people are so dedicated to their roles, and we also have something like Duty Finder, which we know from experience, if you add one type of job and not another, it becomes extremely imbalanced for that leftover class. I feel like if you don't add three, it's a severe like misstep. Well, wait, hang on. This is this is interesting because th- there are several people right now who believe that they're going to add three classes, but that they're not going to add a healer, which means that they've got to add either two tanks or two DPS somewhere. See, that's why I don't want to no, believe that. No, I don't that believe that. See, the thing is, if there is three, it's going one of each. I completely subscribe yes. to that idea. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll, I can get on board with that. If, if there is three, there's definitely one of each. With, with, with the way that they're retooling the current jobs, I want to believe that that takes precedent over adding a third job. Because at this point, before they were just adding new abilities, basically, to the existing mm-hmm. jobs. Now they're literally revamping all of the jobs, reassessing them. I want to believe that that's, if you're going to prefer to triple the budget, this is a base. This basically means new assets to a pretty high degree with a lot of jobs. A complete retooling of all the existing jobs. You also, I don't feel, it can set the precedent of three jobs and expansion, no matter what. Just like you can't set the precedent of a new race, which we're also not getting, is a new yeah. race. Um, right. I want to believe that they understand that having a new job is when it first launches, fucking great, fantastic. Maybe if you don't release one of the roles, it's unbalanced when for a little bit. When it first launches? When it first launches, yeah. Like when Ninja first launched, my fucking duty finder was Ninja, 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 and then everything and then else. You, and then you get Astro and then you when get first launches. And then you get Astro, who you laugh at them when they entered the duty finder, and now you don't laugh at them. You're mm-hmm. like, thank God, it's you. you know? yeah, yeah, we're begging for two Astros in Raid. But that's the thing. We were talking about. We were talking about this before when they create something with the, you know, like it'll be done in X amount of time, and then what happens afterwards? When a new job is released and it's the primary job you see in the duty finder, that is a short-term thing. Yeah. So developing, so developing more content, I'd assume, would be the precedent over creating a new job, just because that creates long-term experience versus short-term experience if developed correctly. That's that's my reason for doing two jobs. Not because they can't do it or they shouldn't do it, but because I feel it takes that revamping the current jobs and adding these two new jobs takes precedent over making sure it's three new jobs just because they did it before. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. And I and honestly, I really do feel like we don't need three jobs. Like if the game felt like it was lacking in a department, if if the game felt like it had you know, like there was one too few tanks or one too few healers that wasn't fitting a specified role. Maybe mm-hmm. I could see that the, the the idea of adding three jobs as being more justifiable. I'm I, I get that most people are saying three because they just want to see three, and that's fine. And I that's get what it's always been. Yeah. I mean, I'm also going to like re-roll on my uh, my whole like not everything should be for everyone just for this particular point in time because I feel like when a new expansion launches there should be something new and exciting for everyone out of the gate no matter no matter what kind of player you are and I feel like if you are a dedicated healer and there is no healer class for you to play in new and enjoy in the new storyline I feel like that would be a real big bummer so just to so, clarify oh wait 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 when's the cutoff for that I think the beginning of an expansion when it first launches should have something 
for everyone. And I feel like that if, 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 if everyone's starting an expansion at the same spot and there's a tank and there's a DPS and there's no healer or there's a tank and a healer, no DPS or something, it's just, it's just going to feel the community is going to feel off for a little bit until it catches up. And I think that that's, and I don't want to feel like that's not fair, but I feel like in terms of an expansion launch in a game that has the Trinity and people are very, very set into I'm a tank. Like, that's why I'm like, no matter what Samurai is, I hope Samurai is a tank so then I don't have to change my role and I fit right into my party the, the nice way that I normally do. And so if people want to try something else out and still keep their role on their statics and keep their role everywhere else, there should be at least one new job for everyone to be able to try out. More than that, if you come out with only two jobs, and if they were to do that, I, I believe that it would have to be tank and healer because if you leave one of those out, when the new game or when the new expansion does come out and everyone's mad rushing to play all these new classes whichever one is left out you are going to see a huge huge lack of that role in your duty finder see i don't i don't believe in that because every job has new things to look forward oh, to you There's don't new... you don't believe in it well because when like i when, when i think when i <laughs> <laughs> when I when I think of the launch, I think of the level 30 to 50 dungeons, right? And I remember those being cram-packed with the new jobs. After level 50, when all the existing jobs had new things to experience, I didn't I don't ever remember it being biased to one side. I don't remember getting only Dark Knights in my level 50 to 60. I don't remember getting only Astros or only well, of course I didn't get only Astros, but I don't remember getting only machinists. I remember getting a lot of machinists though. I would have parties with two yeah. machinists quite often yeah. like that level 30 to 50 absolutely i i absolutely experienced that but from 50 on where all the jobs had something new not just there wasn't because the and then you had new jobs that were entirety of 30 to 60 that wasn't my experience and playing on gilgamesh thanks for just walking away playing on <laughs> didn't even say brb one second um that's that's just and i play on gilgamesh and i'm on the ether data center which is incredible queue times and good diversity in the duty finder and i uh i mean i remember seeing a lot of dragoons i remember tons of dragoons and that was because heavensward was like i'm the dragoon expansion you know what i mean and that wasn't a new job it was just central to the theme of the expansion so so we're gonna see more monks we're gonna see a lot more monks i guarantee you we end up seeing a lot of monks which would be fair monk is already an awesome job so why wouldn't you but everybody gives it shit because it's not the best it's not part of the best you know that whole thing no it is totally and and the monthly monk buff and everything like that yeah that whole thing so i want to just real quick i want to address a statement made in the chat um there was an interview after Yoshi after uh, 3.0 launched um, where they said that doing three jobs in an expansion was incredibly taxing. And they explained, I believe at Fan Festival at our North American one, that each one takes about a year to develop with its own yep. dedicated team between the resources. And that they would, it's unlikely that they would do three jobs again uh, based on the resources they had at that time, which means we yes. can't take that statement as blank we can't take that as a blanket there are statement. people still taking that at face value yeah he also said that originally 3.0 samurai was planned to be this was actually this interview happened at north america fan fest this didn't even happen after 3.0 um they said samurai was the original tank yoshi p personally would prefer samurai release as a dps that was what he, he said he said i personally would prefer to see it as a dps but when it was originally the round table it was a tank so we don't know what we're going to do with it when it officially launches there's a lot of things that are taken from that interview as blanket statements that are not blanket statements you want to know the worst thing people are taking as speculation the worst reaching is that they're saying there's only going to be two jobs because when they showed at fanfest in the powerpoint that there was two there was new jobs there were two people on the screen and in the interview with Famitsu immediately after he clarifies he like, two silhouettes yeah. does not mean two jobs yeah, it was yeah, and it was obviously like pretty. And it was obviously like two different genders, right? It was like the female gender in the yeah, male. Yeah, in the male. Right. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. the two 
two different character models, not two different jobs. That people who like there were people in the comments after for a long like, even now that swear that that that's that that was actually a silhouette of the AF of those two jobs. Just like she's a dancer and that monks don't fight like that. Right. Clearly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've seen I've so seen I've seen a lot of Vuja films. I uh I know. <laughs> so going back to the whole more uh bigger budget um does bigger budget equal more resources to make said jobs or that's well, the question. And, and, and the second question is nobody's brought up the the mixing of the resources for like I don't know how how many people were on this quote unquote team but for the PS3 support that's a good question. I wonder how many people they they require to upkeep that. Like that. Yeah. They're, they're like, like okay, we're gonna do this. We need you to dumb it down so it works. <laughs> two guys. Is, I thought that was how many people work on Final Fantasy XI right now. <laughs> yeah, no, you're probably yeah, not you're wrong right. with that Yeah, you're no, right. They, they, the FF Eleven development team is basically Milton from Office Space at this point. They're like, <laughs> I would, do you have my stapler? <laughs> I believe that's my stapler. I haven't been paid in two weeks. In two months, actually, I think he says. <laughs> we fired him like eight weeks ago. He just shows up every day. He does the work, so we're not gonna. We'll just wait till he asks. Oh man, ah, it's 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 interesting. There's there's so many things to talk about with nothing confirmed. We literally know nothing. Everything that comes we out know of our mouth. A year ago, Alamigo. a year ago, we, we didn't know, know nothing. we're going to Alamigo. We know we're going to Alamigo. We know that we have to get over Bellsar's Wall to get there, and three point five is going to be broken up into two parts and that there's also going to be another patch that adds in the exploratory mission 2.0 as sort of our bridging the gap waiting for the expansion which i sincerely doubt it's going to successfully do even if it is good content i don't see myself going in 3.55 you know what yeah that's what i want to do for the next three months waiting for the expansion i mean and i no, wonder wasn't right. there a little bit longer than three months too? wasn't it three months from 3.55 yes that yes it was I feel like mm -hmm. there was even i mean the story was fantastic in 3.55 but there was no new content to hold us over and that lull right. was the worst it was hard I was let me just say i'm really yeah. glad that next year has so many good games coming out in quarter one and two because that <laughs> is gonna be carrying over shut up sly already know april 4th yep i already know he called out that day called out sick Yep. Right. I, I did it for 15, so I can respect the decision. Everybody gets one. <laughs> what? I'm Spider-Man. Anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we never really taught. We didn't. We glossed over it. But uh, the recent live letter with 3.5, uh, was there anything you took away from it that you liked that you didn't really agree with? I had a couple things I really didn't agree with. But, uh, yeah, I'll start with you, Anira. Was there anything that you really like um really about it dm2 looks really interesting um i don't uh, know if it does because they don't tell us fucking anything other it, than these yeah, like minor no, details but we'll get it in part two we'll get it in december okay it is yeah. december wow. i mean i mean december 25th excuse me yeah um i see man I, I i think that that was probably the thing that interested me most because i think that says the most about the future direction of the game if it works like if it's successful mm -hmm. um outside of that i really do want to do belsar's wall like that mm -hmm. that uh, going back to 1.0 that's sort of like it's not quite as satisfying but it does sort of put you back onto the uh 
Um, the, what's the thing in Mordona? I can't. I'm blanking on it. Um, with you're, uh, you're you're talking about you're talking about the cash room from one point to whatever where the no, where the story no, mission the, takes the, place. The thing with um the gigantic dragon that I can't remember the Midgar Somer. Oh, uh, Midgar Somer. Yeah. Um, Keeper yeah. of the Lake. Keeper of the Lake, thank you. That, with the Agrius that's crashed. That's what mm -hmm. I was looking for. With the Agrius that's crashed in the middle of the lake. Like, going to that for the first time was a really big deal for anyone that played one point. It was because so underwhelming. It was, yes, I agree. And I'm excited for Balesar's Wall, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic knowing what I know about Keeper of the Lake. And also, um, what, um, what the, 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 we had this whole discussion about, I can't remember the name of it now, the Ixali homeland that we just did. And then most yes. What's it even called now? Zelfatol. Yeah, Zel and that, that is an entire region blocked off on the map, and that was also reduced to an underwhelming dungeon. And so yes. it is kind of, if, if Belser's Wall is supposed to be this big thing we have to, this obstacle to go past to get to this new place to be able to start you know, de you know, doing all the stuff that we say we're going to do in, in the next expansion that is, is a dungeon that we're going to grind over and over really going to be as, as, as hopefully like story well money like that, that we want. I can't even think of the words because it's just something that, that, that you feel the story hits you like in 3.55 that hit all of us. And I feel like we're mm -hmm. all expecting this next couple patch drops to have that, that, that push into the Alamigo that we're so excited, like we're going, but if everything just kind of, you know, the dungeons being story parts or, or pushing parts of the map aside and dungeons does mm -hmm. seem a little, I don't want to say lazy, but kind of underwhelming. No, lazy is a good word because I, th I feel like anytime the audience goes, yeah, that's a, that was kind of lazy on the developer's part that it sort of like takes another it notch out of that, out of that yeah. incentive or the drive to want to be better. Well, I mean, another place where that's commonly talked about the same problem with Zelfatola was um, the, uh, Yaf the Yafim Saltmore. Yes. Yeah. I, I, although differently though, I actually liked the way, that they did the Yafim Saltmore because I just, it, to me, that was a, that's a place of desolation. Like that was the source of one of the big calamities or it was, it was, I'm sorry, maybe not the source, but it was like one of the primary areas that saw the worst of one of the calamities. And so when you go back to a place like that, it should be destroyed. The pathways through it should be narrow and winding and, and it, I thought it was well presented as a 24-man raid. Granted, yeah, it's a pretty big chunk of map to be summed up in a 24-man raid, but I thought that that was a way better way to present it than just a dungeon. The, even the, dun the dungeon, dungeons become so autopilot-y by, by even the second week of doing them that any narrative importance that that was held even in the msq it's been squeezed right out oh, of that's it. it's squeezed out the first fucking day yeah no absolutely absolutely i totally agree and so i i sort of wish i sort of wish that these regularly grinding uh things that we do every single day in some ways wasn't connected to the msq because then it would make the msq feel i think a little bit more impactful like, yes. even like with the google library like they they tell yeah. us how important the google library was like it holds sure. all the ultimate knowledge and only matoya has access to get in and then we, yeah, we go to the same spot and i'm like it just ends up kind of making it feel not as important anymore and yeah. so now i'm just like oh whatever fucking library. and not to mention the fact that we went to like like in the beginning the same wing 
of the uh, first of the great Google normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although uh, the only thing that keeps me from feeling that way in the twenty four man, it's like, are we going to get past Ozma? Is this a group that can get past <laughs> Ozma? Do we? Is can? Oh, this, I like, at I, least uh, feel like the last twenty four man <laughs> raid at least had. Uh, it, I don't. It, it, if, even though it's not like an explorable zone, it felt more like one. Like it felt like it was somewhere I could go to on the map. Like it felt like a thing. Like it exists. Wait, in the wait you're saying Crystal Tower felt like that? No, no, no like the no, most. It means the the the, 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 oh, the weeping okay. city. The Saltmore. Okay. Yes, the macaque. Um, yeah, that, that I feel like that one at least felt like like we know the lore, we know what's what the d- deep root of of all of this, and now we're finally getting mm-hmm. to see it. And you're actually, it's not just room to boss to boss. Like there's actually like right. you explore, you see it. Hey, this was a world once, and you actually get to feel it. And so I I think that even though it, it it's not as ideal as being able to like actually eventually go there and freely roam around, it at least felt more like a, a realm, a, an actual place than than a dungeon it, it was a place that had a story you didn't know what that story was and it wasn't being explicitly told to you as you went through it and i actually did read this section of the lore book and i was so fascinated to find out about that calamity that civilization and that part of the world it was it's, fast it, i mean it's so interesting that even since 1.0 they've had the floating city of nim remnants and those pieces yes. have been there and i always remember thinking how pretty and how cool it was that they're just floating and then half of it's inside ozma and that they and mm-hmm. yes yes and you find that out and that's something that i've been thinking was interesting since 1.0 that wow there is some backstory here that we just don't know like the, yeah. the developers and the lore team have all of this and then so to finally kind of see it all come together and, and it, it's really cool i don't know i think the lore team <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm tooting the lore team's horn right now, but I definitely but think it, that the lore team, a, the lore is one thing that Final Fantasy MMOs have always had. Yeah, yeah. Not every place, not every place is like that though. That has a story, and not to be fair, not every place can be like that. Not every place needs to be like that. But You're I think right. when a place yes. does have a story, it's nice if it's not trivialized into something we're going to run. See, what you think day. is that not every place has that story, and then you speak with Ethos or Anonymous, and you're like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> what the I think it's more about whether or not it looks like it has a story. Um, take, yes. Example, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Fractal Continuum. No, wait. Not, wait, yeah. That was the one that was like... Fractal's a museum. Fractal's a museum. Yeah, right. A museum. Yeah. Who designs a museum like that where it's just a long, weird, winding hallway in one direction? Like, that never felt to me like it was actually a place. But the weeping city does like if you could just go there and explore around on your chocobo that like if there was no invisible walls too and you could actually want i mean you see the lander and it looks right. like a place you could wander exactly. or you could fly you know speaking yeah, speaking right. of the invisible wall when you're in the hinterlands and you can see that vast landscape behind idleshire and you're like is there some can i nope do that there's no. stuff i can nope. Oh, Who's no? actually stopping you? <laughs> and it's like, who put this wall here? <laughs> I hate all of you. Anyway, that's how I feel every time I hit that wall. I'm like, I hate all of you stopping me from doing this. Um, but um, back to the original point, Kella, what was your takeaway from the Lavler, from what you liked about what we're possibly getting and what, well, what we are getting in 3.5? Well, and you can use the quality of life because that's basically that's yeah, a quality realm. of life was a big thing. Three point like, five is basically everything we didn't do in a realm are born. Here you go. We still have okay. to get open world primals, but we'll never get that. So let's be honest. I'm here. I'm gonna use that as my answer, considering that I didn't watch the live letter. None of us did, but we had a whole show about it. Where were you? I did. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
I wake up at four thirty every morning for work. I was I was you awake. Had better to do than watch the live letter. That's right. But again, Calla, we had a whole show covering it. Where were you? I don't think that I was on that show. Yeah. No, you definitely that was weren't. The point I was making. Yeah. Um, uh, that okay. Well, I will then interject and say I most like okay. I'm most looking forward to the crossover party finder. That's, that's, that's definitely a good one. That's a, a definitely one that a lot of people are looking yeah. forward to. Maybe um, we'll finally be able to get to the end of Savage Content. No. I mean, it's definitely Damn, a like... Damn, son, really? <laughs> Ouch. Um, that, there, I mean, there's so much reason. Like, first of all, Sargatanis is a super populated server, but a super dead party finder if you're not playing between 6 and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Like, if you're playing at any other time, it is dead as hell in the party finder. And so just being able to group up with people on servers that are actually playing would be fantastic. Or like how in my raid group, we have one guy who actually raids with us on an alt and he has a raid group on another server. And so sometimes mm -hmm. when we need a rep, we try to like jank the system and like quirk it up so that we can get with his party members. This way we'll be able to do it way easier. And you'll be able to play with friends, like friends who start on another server. You can right. still, you can be in a static, in a static with people on another server. And I think that is important. And I feel yes. like that this is like the one thing I'm like finally like, huh, finally. Now, uh, going back to uh, what y'all were saying about, you know, pulling together the talent uh, in terms of raid and everything, in terms of people who have cleared and already got their stuff, already got their gear, and, and then going down to the mid-core and then the casual, this is one thing that will pull together the talent in terms of te maybe teaching. You're absolutely right, yeah. Now, it, it, it pulls together the talent, and uh, it gives you um, – it's, I guess you could say a better sample rate in terms of you know making new statics or making new groups altogether. And that's the important thing. Because of the password-locked rooms, you can reserve a spot and just be like, hey, we yes. built people yep. across, a right. static across and, servers. And, and not, not calling anyone out in this room in particular, but to be fair, I know a lot of people who left Sargatanis for Gilgamesh or Balmung because they had better rating scenes. Uh, <clears throat> but... Um, <laughs> Damn it, Nero! I know, right? <laughs> No, I'm but I mean, that, I know a lot of people, like my old static broke up because the leader decided, I'm going to go to Gilgamesh. Like, uh, okay, bye. Like, yeah, the rating seems better. I'm like, but what's wrong with that? Okay. And so, I mean, that's so really like, there's a few people that have their statics and there's so many people on Sargatanis I know who want to raid, but they're like, but there is no one forming statics because everyone has their static and that's it because everyone's jumped mm -hmm. to Balmung or Gilgamesh. And so at least finally, those people who don't want to leave their server because of their friends will be able to start experiencing content they might not be able to otherwise right so yes that's my take i want Zen. i want to cover one thing before we what? before we before we go any further but grand company restrictions being lifted from PvP. yes best thing best thing for pvp Woo! best I was thing about to say that i was about to say that but Thank does you. but a nero there, as there. the yeah. as as the person who has preached this the most yeah. does that actually make pvp more does it make PvP great again? Because there's still yeah. the issue of incentive. Um, well, what's the incentive to do PvP as it exists now? It's not the competition there's... between grand companies. It's mm -hmm. hell it's no. The, it's the seals. It's the glamour. glamour. Yeah. And, and what it is right now. It's, more, it's, it's not even that. It's, it's more on a personal level. It, like, there's really no incentive, uh, like, gear-wise. There's, or... there's no incentive, but there is negative. Like, I know so many people that are like, I love PvP, but that queue time. The queue time. Like mm -hmm. Lifting Grand Company restrictions will at going. least ease the queue time. And yep. I think that in itself will get more people into it. Bingo. And that'll be an extra 20 scripture every day for me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Kahlo, your mic is very low, just so you know. No it's, it goes up. It's gone up and down the entire yeah, It's gone up and down. talking over you. Um, but no, it, 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 it the, with the incentive being either tomes or, uh, or, or, or um, glamour, that removing the grand company restrictions, I, yeah, the only thing that you do is you bring down queue times, and that is the most critical. Uh, the the most critical like anti factor or uh, dis dissuading factor uh, from people hitting the PvP queue times and I, I yeah I think it's going to help enormously. Something else to keep in mind is that PvP is probably the only event in the game that people will do just for the event, despite any kind of rewards. Like that's how much people love PvP. Just being able to fight against other players is right. something they will do all on its own. Now, like, going off of front ones, uh, the Feast, I'll admit, like, the thing they did for Feast, like, I don't know if y'all uh, heard about it. <sighs> Oh, my God. That was an evil laugh. Do we know? What? Yeah. We uh, yeah, they, um, basically, you can't use your words in Feast anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can't use our yeah. words because um, we we're, we're so fucking grimy and so like we're so shit talkery. If, if, I, if that's even a word, uh, God, that, I can't even yeah, imagine we, what Square Enix must think of our show when they hear it. My God! But I wonder yeah, yeah. what the decision was for that because they didn't. They're not changing it for Frontlines right? because we're we're no. such. In fact, it's the opposite. It's the opposite for Frontlines because now in Frontlines you can talk in Free Company and Link Shell, right? Yeah. Which you couldn't yeah, so, do before. My my like my concern about this is every time I go into feast like I'm really bad at it and I don't really understand it a whole lot so every time I come in I'm like I'm brand new guys can someone tell me what to do and people fuck talk you. to me how now if I'm using yeah. no they can't even tell you fuck you if I'm using <laughs> drop down auto translate whatever how is anybody going to help me learn and I feel like this is a real way to say fuck you people will figure out how to spam some shit just to like make themselves like give like, some attention to themselves strategy and stuff I feel like that this is really going to kick out new players and really just focus mm -hmm. on Doing up with their friends, which is Help, that new players. That new is players. To, I mean, like new people to PvP. In general. No, 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 not even and just them. It's it's just, well, yeah, it's also going to just make people want to queue up with their friends, and which will bring up the queue time, which will make people not want to play. So I think this is a very, very bad idea, and I, I'm hoping that when they see that nobody is playing it anymore because they can't talk to anybody, that that they'll change it. So to say that their heart is in the right. It, it there it's in the right place. Their heart's in the right place based on everything that's at the very least, based on everything that's happened. But there's I'm, I don't know if there's a way to hang on. It or hey, I guess I'm miss I'm missing something here. Is there actually something so bad that's happened that this is justified at all? Um other than just the occasional like fuck you, you it's stuff. not the like, occasional, it's the majority yeah. it's the majority of feast logs are specifically mm -hmm. really? flaming. The majority oh, yeah. of the logs. Hang on. Okay, so because Saren does PvP all the time and I don't think he's ever experienced this. Uh, uh, look, if if Square Enix thinks that they can filter out insults, they're wrong. Yep. Because what will happen mm -hmm. is that one of those auto-translates will be assigned as the new insult. Because what ha what, what was it in, in Overwatch that was considered? Oh, yeah, insult? Overwatch. It right? was uh, GG or EZ or GG EZ. And yeah. they changed yep. it just all kinds of different things, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't... It, it, an MMO is just bringing people together and giving them a common context in which they play. You can't prevent people from being people. You can't prevent people from being assholes. You can't prevent people right. from 
the way that they want to be or the way that they want to project themselves. And so why create a play environment where you're trying to regulate those things? Because then the onus is on the developer at the end of the day to make an equitable and safe environment. And I just don't think that the developer, that that responsibility should be on the developer. I mean, no, 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 no well, well, part of it's on the developer, but like, you got to admit that this is uh, like an us thing. We are just total fucking assholes when it comes to fees. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. But, but, the, but the thing about the assholes aren't going to go away. You're still yeah. going to be an asshole in Feast, right? Right. So, but the thing well, is, I, mean, I, I personally haven't assholes, been an asshole. The assholes remain, and then the people That's who actually life. use the chat channel oh, shut up. as a way to learn and participate are now going to shy away. So they're just breeding assholes. So now, I, now, see, my asshole, I like the idea of an no, asshole farm. It's no, no, no. See, like, Happy, my assholery is on camera. They can't. I, I don't type out my assholery. Yeah, like, I yell it at oh, the come on. I, I yell it at the fucking TV and on stream. Now, if they hear that, if they watch that, that's on them. It's not <laughs> typed out. That's one thing. See, this man go knows ahead. how I think. Go ahead. Yeah. go ahead. But go ahead. I just the only thing I like about Grand Company restrictions being removed was the reason they gave is they want to do different types of PvP in the expansion. Things like capture the flag suck when you have three teams. Let's be honest. Things like defend the fort, unless it's ongoing, like even Guild Wars 2, it kind of sucks, to be honest, when you do world versus world versus world. Because it's always, oh, well, they're getting attacked. So it's basically just who's not defending shit so I could just loop around and hit them basically. from behind. Or, yeah, basically. hey, why don't we just fuck them up? You want it? Yeah? We'll fight later. We'll fuck them up now. Okay. And we see that endlessly in the feast mm -hmm. right oh. now, where it's oh, like yeah. adders, more like batters. Let's get them, yeah. bitches. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, shit. If you think about it, like adders are sort of like Team Instinct in Pokemon Go. They just get shit on all the time, and for good reason because they're terrible. Really? And they're <laughs> see, and but then really they're just they're just bad really people there? on the inside. You know what I mean? Like they're the kinds of people. So you're an immortal flame. The, 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 they're the kinds of people where they they like if they are coming out of the grocery store and they see oh, the God. guy ringing the bell for the Salvation Army, they take the bell and hit the guy in the teeth and take all the money and run. And that's why everyone wants to kick their ass. <laughs> I'm guessing you're a mortal flame, right? On a more realistic no, no. topic also, though, um, that there are, there are very good players C swallows that, that are... are so C swallows my dick. <laughs> in, team, in teams like Adder that don't win very often, there are very good players that just can't ever win because it's a team sport. And people gang up on Adders no matter what, even if you have a whole team of adders now that's good players because everyone's mm -hmm. going to team up on them, you're not going to win. So if you're an adder, good luck getting that achievement if you don't have it already. And so at least this will allow more fair play environment. Even worse than that uh, on is when you have, let's say, the adders, for example, right? If nobody I wants to go adders play, <laughs> All right, fine. God damn it. Don't no, just gang it up on the fucking adders. No, I'm the one who started it, to be fair. Yeah, of course you did. I knew someone who was in the Adder's Grand Company, and they loved PvP, but their queue times would take one to two hours yeah. because nobody queued up for the Adder's. So they would switch to Maelstrom or the Immortal Flames and get in within 10 to 20 minutes. So by removing the company restrictions, I think that is the biggest thing that you get rid of. Yeah. It's a good point. Uh, you got something to say, Sly? I see you shaking your head at me. He's just shaking his head about the Adder's thing. Is he an Adder? Yes, I am. 
<laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it all makes sense. So you want to know something funny? I was on the Immortal Flames and I had that one to two hour problem and I, I switched I to Adders and got InstaQ. And now I now it's the other way around. Now it's adders have one to two hours, and it's the immortal flames that I can. Yeah, basically. Get. And I'm like, I'm that's why. That's why I never get a frontline skew like for my daily. It's just 20, 20 scripture. I never get. Oh no, because there's so few other ways to get it. I know. <laughs> but but again, when, well, this goes back to my original point of options. Why grind, grind the same thing over and over and over when you can yeah. change it up? You want to change it up because it's fun to change it up. You like doing different content. But when you can't get in because of a queue time, it, it, it's frustrating. It is. It can be, depending on how much you actually enjoy it. And we'll, we'll get a better gauge of how much Final Fantasy XIV's community actually cares about PvP when these grant company restrictions are gone. Because I see mm -hmm. so many false promises from the community. I remember, oh, if they had Triple Triad, I'm never going to quit this game. And they, they need to add Chocobo Racing. I'm never going to quit this game. They like, did Chocobo Racing bad. Triple Triad, there is still a very dedicated community. I still collect all the cards. I love it. But Chocobo Racing, I don't think they did. And, right. and that's why mm. everyone who says, if they had Blitzball, never stop playing. Fuck you, oh, you're lying. Fuck, I'm on that, no, I'm on that train. Don't, don't you don't you I'm ever. You're a liar. No. You will stop no. playing because you're not no. still playing Final Fantasy X. You fucking no. liar. But I will say. Get him happy. But I, okay, but there's two reasons for that. One is that, I, for, I will say for a few years after FF10 came out, I did continue to play it. Two is that this is a game <clears> where you continually build your level and build your progress and build your character. And FF10 is a solo player game. You have nothing to work towards once you get it all. In this game, they can continuously add updates. They continuously add ranks and levels and things to improve your character. So in that case, I would still continue playing it. Very different. There's no world champion at the end of it. No one cares. I only did that shit so I could get attack reels and shit. I don't care about anything. That's all anybody did it for. <laughs> I don't know. I did continue playing Blitzball in 10 for a while because I, I actually had a save file in Lucas Stadium so I could just boot it up and play whenever I wanted. And it was, I loved it. It was my favorite thing. But you're so, never going to be like, I will never unsubscribe from Final Fantasy 14 if they add Blitzball. That's not a, like, people, I mean, that's a huge ultimate. People say really? that about content a lot. Like, if you add this, I'll never stop playing. And then they add it and they're like, I'm bored now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's true. That's just, just, I would just never make an ultimatum like that. I can't remember the last that. time I fucking played Triple Triad. However, yeah. if you ever saw me not AFK and not in a raid, I would probably be in Blitzball. That I can't I'm just say. saying, stop saying that. Stop, stop <laughs> saying, if you add this, I will, I will never quit your game. I just want people to stop saying that because you're a liar. <laughs> I'm on board with that. You are a liar and I know it. So we're going to get a real gauge because so many times I've read, if they just got rid of grand company restrictions, I would PvP all day. I fucking challenge you to do that now because anyone who said that, I'm going to be looking for you. I don't know about all day. I know about that damn daily. That's all I'm going to do. The thing is, is that only also affects uh, front lines, which well is awesome and people love front lines and it'd be great to get people back into it. Feast times were already starting to drag. That's you know that for so season... now feast times are going to be worse because of the dialogue chat options and front lines are going to be better. So now feast is going to, I mean, so you want to know what's funny about the so, feast? So we're going to get all the assholes in the front lines and, instead of the feast now? You want to know what's funny about the feast is, you know, those rewards that they created for like the top 100 and the top <laughs> 10 and everything. The top 10 never got out of platinum because they didn't need to, to be top 10. There was no, no one got diamond rating on ether data center. I believe in season two, it was just like, why the fuck would I get that? I'm number one in plat. No one's fucking PVPing against me. I'm good. I got it. So we need decaying ranks, please. For people who don't play. Like over time. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, there you go. So we'll see. I'm I'm just I'm watching you people who say that you'll play it nonstop when this happens. Because if you don't, 
you have no one but yourselves to blame if the PvP queue times are bad again. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, like, see, if I put Kefka's tower, I will offer my left leg as a tribute. No, you won't. You will not offer your left... You will not hand your left leg to Yoshi P and be like, thank you. Thank you. Nor would he take it even if you did. He'd probably send tell you to go to the hospital. You're bleeding out. It's not safe. All right. Yeah. So we've had plenty of time to talk about everything going on with 3.5, everything going on with 4.0, your expectations. Um, show's gone on for, and this was no surprise, almost, almost, three, hours? almost three hours now. We were That's woo! We were woo! a little late. We'll In true LBR fashion. We might as well just call this yeah. LBR episode 92. So anyway. Pretty much. At least I remember from three hours ago that you had 91 episodes. Okay. <laughs> um, are there any are there any closing thoughts you'd like to say? So we, because I feel like at this point we're going to go on for another three hours if we don't if we don't kind of bring things full circle here. Yeah, hey, I don't mind. I got beer. You have, yeah, okay. I have a closing thought. You have a closing uh, thought, Cal. Okay. Use the words. Hold on. Go. I think that the reason the adders are so shitty. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 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 That was all. He threw his headphones. I win. There you go. Um, I mean, in terms of a close, first of all, thanks for having us on. Uh, it's always, uh, it's always thanks for being here. Oh, dude, we're, we're glad that we were able to make the schedules mesh and we apologize that it took so long. Uh, I tried to get Jux in here to say hi, but he won't cause he's a dick. Oh, he's apparently, he's, and he's going to, he's in chat and he's, he's going to fuck up all of my hard work that Cal already fucked up once anyway. Now, they're in the same house, so he can just walk on. Screen. Oh, okay. There yeah. You go. Yeah, so get he, in here, Juxta. He could do no a walk-on, except Juxta's naked at the moment. You know what I remember? I remember oh, Callow just sitting behind Juxta, just Juxta saying the last one, the yeah. last one, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, thanks Thanks a bunch for having us on. It's always fun to uh, to, to come on. Um, Phrasing. How you doing? <laughs> And Although I will say I am extremely pleased at the, the, the nice chat that's happened. I feel like last time we were on, half of your chat was like, Get these fucking people out of the show. And well, that's now because this, a, that's because yeah, a Nero is because you have a Nero and you have LBR a Nero, and it's depending on which one shows up that that happens. <laughs> I feel it, like it, the chat this time has been very overall. Very that's because people funny. know that there's a Nero and LBR a Nero now. Yeah, yeah, no, that and to be fair, the last time I was here, I don't think people really were as up on that distinction. And so, I guess my my final thought is: first of all, thanks for letting me uh, come here and not have to you know, necessarily perform like, you know, uh, LBR like on, on LBR. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually, it's a really nice change of pace and I love coming on other people's shows because it, it, it is an opportunity for me to bring out a different side of myself. And, you know, this is, this is one of the things we've spent a couple of our most recent episodes on this. Um, it's a conversation that we've been going back and forth with, with our audience for a long time. And that is like, you know, with, with Limit Break Radio, we're definitely creating a show that, that has a direction. Like, we, there, it's a show that is not made for everyone. And I don't say that to be like a dick. And I don't say that to be like, don't check out my show. I say that because, like, it's not going to be for everyone. We have specific styles of humor. And, you know, there are things that, that we do that are funny and aggressive and weird. And a lot of what that comes from is, you know, like I do, as I had said at the, the beginning of the show, I do this in my regular life. Like this is all a part of my career, really. Like it's all kind of an extension of my career. And I don't get to do 
this kind of stuff in my normal career. Like when I do broadcasting, it's very buttoned down. It's very by the rules and it's very by the book. And having this, having the podcast, having the show and having an audience that sort of allows me to do all the weird, crazy stuff that we do with that show um, gives me a, a space to try things out. Whether it be through jackass YouTube comments or tweets or Facebook replies or whether it be through my behavior on the show, all of it is, it, it is considered. It, it, there, there is a consideration that goes on there before we do anything. It's not like we don't think about it before we fire it off, even if it might sound like the most asshole thing that I've ever said. There's, there is a thought there. There is a, a purpose. There is a reason for it. And it's to go build the brand that we're trying to build. And if you're not down with that, that's cool. Like we don't, we don't hold it against you, but that's just what we're doing, you know? Um, so if I, if I wanted to try to express to anything to anyone who's not in our normal audience, it would be check out our show. If you happen to like it, that's really cool. But if you don't, it's totally understandable and I don't hold it against you. And that's it. That's really, that's sort of it. Like we don't get the chance to say that on the show because on the show we have to be in character and we got to go, fuck you. You know, we got to get all. That's that's true. Like we don't really care if you don't watch our show, but that doesn't mean that we might not call you out on it. Right. Yeah. No, it's, and it's, yeah, it's fine if you don't, it's not a big deal if you don't, obviously we want as many people to watch it as possible. But at the same time, when you, when you're like doing your own thing and you're like working towards ends that you see clearly in your head and people keep coming along and going, yeah, but like what you used to do was so awesome or like, yeah, but like, I think it would be better if it was done this way. I'm all open for criticism. If it's, if it's, in line with what we're trying to accomplish. Well, no, 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 no. That, and, that's and not structured. Criticism. That's not criticism. That's structured that's, criticism. You know, anything, you know what I, I get sick of? I get sick of laziness, whether it's on the department. You know, we talked about laziness on the part of the developer a couple of times, but I get really lazy. I get really frustrated with lazy fans because our method of providing criticism towards Square Enix takes a lot of effort takes a lot of effort to put a show like this together. And I, mm-hmm. I, you know, happy Sly, I give you guys so much credit, even though, you know, like... We didn't even I, do show notes for this shit. We're just like, we do this shit on the fly now. Right. You guys, <laughs> dude, you guys, it, it's... It, 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 anyone who's able to do this for 93 episodes, that's so fucking impressive, dude. Like, that's that's a really impressive feat. Or 91. And, right, yeah. I, I'll And I'll take that. And the thing is, is that, like... The, the, the amount of work and effort that goes into our criticism, even though it sounds like a dick and fart radio show, um, DNF, is, it's real. It's re- like that work is real. Like the amount of effort that all of these people put in behind the scenes on this show is real. And when you want to cut it down in a YouTube comment or a Reddit thread, that's as bad and gross and shitty as cutting down the game in a YouTube comment or a Reddit thread. Go out of your way 
and make like like if you want to criticize something make sure that you've thought through the criticism make sure that you've that, that you've done the fucking work to be able to justifiably make that shit because if you come to my youtube page and you throw it at me i'm not gonna be the guy that goes oh sorry you didn't like it Maybe you'll like it better next time. You're not going to get the diplomatic reaction out of me because I got to give that shit 90% of my time. Like 90% of the time that I come across that kind of attitude, I've got to placate it and I'm so tired of it. Just personally as a person, I'm so tired of it. And you know what? I want to build a brand and I want to build something that doesn't have that element that says it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to say weird shit. It's okay to say dumb shit. But that's that's what we're in search of. You know, I, I think a lot of great media establishments have done that. Like Adult Swim was one is, is just one that I completely take a lot of uh, inspiration from. You know, Howard Stern Show, all of these other very, um, you know, these, these very, uh, I, I always lose the word for this, but uh, uh, irreverent. That's the word that I'm looking for. These very irreverent products or shows um you know that's that's where we draw our influ influence from that's where we draw our inspiration from and yeah that's that's just that's the thing that i've i've it's been bugging me because i feel like so many people check out the show and they don't get it and then they want the show to be what they want and then they try to come back and say well it needs to be like this and i don't need to change anything about my show my content or anything to say to anyone except myself so there you go the salt lord speaketh according Damn. to my stream the salt lord speaketh fitting that truth lbr episode unless anero gets his big ranting at the end so it, it's always very yes. heartfelt and very serious it's very yes. nice. that's a sign no, off my closing no, thought samurai. Have... that's oh. my only closing thought <laughs> that's samurai. your only closing thought yes samurai Woo, samurai go samurai and we already got Callow's twin adders. No, 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 fuck that. No, no, fuck that. I don't need a closing thought that's not fucking twin adders. Fuck you. Come on, come on, Callow, try. Put a little effort Dig in. deep. Dig deep. My closing thought is thank you guys for having me, even though you didn't actually want me. Uh, you would have been the <laughs> second podcast. Be like, hey, let's get LBR on the show, except not Callow. Thanks, Ultima Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, name dropping. Holy shit. <laughs> We didn't say accept Kahlo. We just, I made all the assets without you, and then you became a part of it. And we I was didn't like, know you would be here. Now I got to make more well, assets. You know what? That's Cookie's fault. She they didn't purposefully not, not invite you. We didn't yeah, deliberately did. not invite you, though, to be fair, we didn't ask for you specifically either. <laughs> we just See, said he LBR. Said that shit, not me. We said no, LBR. No, let's just be clear. Let's be clear, okay? I made sure not to invite you, and then because I knew it would fuck everything up, I also made sure to invite you. I'm I'm part of Project Mayhem, bitch. I'm fucking things up everywhere. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, we know that that that's in line with you. So, I remember I remember running into you the second day of FanFest, like, dude, I'm still hungover. I don't know how I'm functioning right now. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck I, shit up. There, I I don't know. I still to this day don't know how I functioned or recovered for day two. It was, it it, it that was all adrenaline that I was going on at that point. Twenty fourteen. 
Yeah, yeah. 2014. Yeah, 2014. No, 16 was fine for me. I, di- I didn't get that drunk at all. Only Skoro did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Skoro. Oh, time out, Skoro. Anyway. All right. So, well, we're, great- we're grateful that you were able to make the time. All three Thank of you. you. Thank you. All Thank you three so much. of you. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, I meant, I meant Sly and Nero and Nika. Sorry. That's what I meant. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah. Zing. Really great that you made it on here, Sly. Yeah. Well, I was mean to Nika Thank last you. time, so I'll be you. Callow this time. Last oh, time I'll... oh, oh, that is you being mean. Right, right. Just like, yeah, on uh, the, just uh... like on, just like a Nero's, uh, just like a Nero's <laughs> roast. Yeah. Roast, yeah. Don't worry. I'm totally insulted right now. <laughs> Actually, I thought I was pretty good. But... Yeah, see? They like it. Okay, uh, Nika, it also took you till Sunday to realize that there's a Pokemon that looked like Donald Trump. No, I knew that beforehand. I mm-hmm. already knew that. I just thought it was really funny, mm-hmm. and I didn't get why you guys didn't also think it was really funny. Mm-hmm. I knew that before then. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Quietly. It's really funny when everyone tells them. It's funny, though. I still think it's funny. It's like, hey, did you guys know? Yes. Why did the chicken <laughs> shut the fuck off? <laughs> Why did the chicken shut the fuck up? Probably because you yelled at it, Nero. I'd imagine that would that would scare it into into such a turtle shell situation like that. Uh, you know, generally when I yell at farm animals, they tend to respond. So yeah, that's a that's <laughs> nice. a special talent, Beastmaster confirmed. Anyway, so. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going. Thursday. Yeah, that's just Thursday. All right, so we're gonna wrap up the show. I'm sure you all have lives to live, especially Nika. So (laughs) yeah, I haven't eaten dinner yet, and it is 10 p.m. I'm starving. I've got to go to sleep. I've got ramen. Like I got cup noodles. Some leftovers. Yeah, this is ramen. It's not cup noodle, but it's ramen. I have cup noodles. Bowl noodles. Yeah. I haven't even put out. The most recent LBR episode, which I'm literally it's all right. I didn't even put out the 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 SOTR we we did three days early, so I could post it the following Wednesday. I didn't put out till last to two days ago, because, <laughs> so I literally it was like all five that worked down the drain. <laughs> it was like five days late, so it didn't, <laughs> didn't even matter. All right, sorry. Right, this one will be out tomorrow, I think. But anyway, all right. So on that note, why don't you tell everyone, or they can find you at your individual Twitters and whatnot. Let's start with Nika. Course you start with me um my twitter is uh at lbr underscore nika um i also in case anybody cares about this just made a separate twitter for my cosplay also i used to have them on the same account but i realized that i really posted more final fantasy stuff and i think there were some people that didn't care about that so i also have a val nika cosplay which is v-a-l-n-i-k-a some people like to see my cosplay i don't know but that's basically where you can find me. next up we have a nero uh, you can find me on Twitter at LBR Nero. I also tweet under at Nate Benderama sometimes. Uh, also at Final or yeah at FEC Podcast at Limit Break Radio. Uh, those that's where you can find our shows. LimitBreakRadio.com to download the entire archive of Limit Break Radio episodes going all the way back to 2006. And uh, uh, FinalEncounterCast.com for our regular gaming, for everything that's not Final Fantasy XIV. And uh, soon to come, brand new show from LBR Podcast uh, Company. So you know what you triggers go. me most about your name? And you're, you're the only one that's like all lowercase LBR Nero. And then everyone's yeah. like the LBR capital underscore their name. And you're just. I just got to be difficult. 
Yeah, always. I'm a hipster. What do you want? And finally, we have the mystery man himself, Callow. Where can I find you at? Isn't it right there on the screen? But tell them. Why do you have to be fucking difficult? Seriously. Every time. <laughs> LBR underscore K-A-L-L-O. K-A-L-L-O. How hard was that? <laughs> Yo, hello, Callow. And then let's do, let's, I guess we could fucking tell them Sly and I, if we could do that whole thing too, I guess. Yeah. Sly, where can they yeah. find you at? I guess it's whatever. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Instagram at Sly, aka Gray Fox 07. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. You can find me on Facebook at Sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me in plot 14, ward five of the lavender beds on Behemoth, Cool Kids Table. You can sit with us. How you doing? But only if you're cool. Because if you're not, then it's not the cool kids. That you're lying. That's the every. That's the table where you have like cool kids, like three of them sitting next to each other. And then you got the two kids you sit alone every day. And then oh no, have, no, everybody's cool. And then, fucking and, then, and then you have the five kids playing Uno no, at the no, other no, no, end no. of the every, table. Once you come really to Behemoth, awesome. you are cool. You just become cool by proxy. I don't, I don't know about that. Anyway, I'm like they're trying to convince themselves more than anyone else. Does. I'll, 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 I'll second, I'll second that for once. I agree with Callum. <sighs> um. Anyway, and I'm the other guy. Mr. Happy, you can find me Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all Mr. Happy one two two seven, and uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else special to say. Look, Christmas tree, it's so beautiful. You guys can't see it on here unless I, I do that. But oh, pretty. It's Christmas. Yeah, it's a Christmas tree, and there's a cat hiding behind it too. He's been in here the whole time. I didn't even know it. It's just That's a, cat. a Christmas cat. Then. That's a Christmas cat. Well, we were afraid he was going to try to drink the water. But uh, he, he's not. He, he's just sleeping back there. That's, that's just all he does. He's cat. Mm -hmm. He sleeps all day. All right. On that note, everybody, we're going to move on over to post show. Although, if any of you three need to leave, like Nika said, she hasn't eaten dinner yet. So I'm not going to force you guys. The cameras will be off. But thank you for joining us. Stay the realm. We'll see you next week for whatever show we end up planning in the next seven days. I don't even know what the fuck's going to happen. So there you go. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you next week. There you go. Sly had to get that in. And.